Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Iron Cannon Podcast, your home on the Star Wars Underworld Podcast Network for in-depth discussion on the lore, the High Republic, and more, and the whole canon of the galaxy far, far away. My name is Matthew, and I'm coming from the Underworld North Stew here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, back home in the Great White North. And as always, I'm joined across the continent by your friend and mine, Mr. Joel Davis. Joel, how are you doing this week? I am doing good. It is a little warm and dry outside, but we're keeping we're keeping hydrated as best we can. There you go. That that makes one of us. That makes one of us. It's it's not it's not warm. It's not dry. That's okay. Uh, this week we are going even back. I mentioned uh, beyond the High Republic. Uh, we're going back before the High Republic to glimpse at what we have of the old Republic in current canon. Speculation about new publishing initiatives will ensue, might ensue, will ensue. I will ensue them. Uh, first off, get the plugs out of the way. Get the cat out of the way. All good. Uh, you can follow us on. Twitter and Instagram and threads at IonCanonPod, E-Y-E-O-N-C-A-N-O-N-P-O-D. I mean, don't really follow us on threads. You can if you want. There's nothing there on threads. Uh, I don't know if that platform really worked out. Here on the uh, Underworld uh, YouTube channel, we got Super Chats. We got YouTube memberships. As always, uh, you know, in all these platforms, check out the comments below. And you know, if you if you chime in, we will we will get to them as best we can. If you chime in with a super chat, we will definitely get to them as soon as we can. So thanks for all your support there. Uh Joel, talk to us about the Discord. Yes, the Star Wars Underworld Discord, as usual, is always filled with activity, lots of fun, always good stuff. Uh last week we had a fun oh here comes my cat again. Um here, we had a fun movie night. We showed the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars nice. special, which was made i think during the sale um i always forget if that was pre or post sale but no i think it was during this after the sale mm -hmm. like one of the earlier things um lots of fun very funny um basically think of it as the family guy star wars special but pg for kids um but with enough of that sort of yeah. humor Still, um, fun. okay that's good to know yeah yeah, yeah. uh we're just a little less vulgar um but uh mm -hmm. yeah that's a lot of fun uh i don't know what we're gonna do not we're not gonna do anything this week but we might do something next week we might do another Fortnite run mm -hmm. um and we might i don't know what ben planned for this thursday or who knows we could we could talk about that but uh, we do every now and then have little get-togethers. Whether or not this one happened this week, we will find out. Uh, and also just to say, text chatting, just just comments in the set and the other. You guys have done a great job. Just about every day, you know, asking, "Hey, audience, what's happening? What are you liking Star Wars?" If you have a thought, if you have a Star Wars thought, uh, you know, on any kind of topic, jump in there. The link is below in the description. Just jump in there, and uh, yeah, Joel. I'm sure Joel will chime in, <laughs> and Ben oh, yeah. will probably chime in. And I might chime in if uh, if, it, you know, if it's a good canon question. I can if I can figure it out off the top of my head. Um, yeah, or you know, a theology time question, or, or a Canadian politics question. There we go. Or a Taylor Swift question. There we go. Uh, <laughs> and chime in on the Discord there. Um, before we go to uh, before we go to that, I'm gonna do my little little plug for uh, the Tractor Beam right here on the Star Wars Underworld YouTube channel and all related socials. Uh, yeah, every week. Uh, Thursday, 12.15 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 9.15 a.m. Pacific. Sorry, get my get my noggin all going here. There we go. 9.15 a.m. Uh, Pacific Time. Uh, Chris Abbott and I, Star Raptor himself, we uh, review the, the the comics that come out that come out the day before. Uh, this this coming week is going to be a little different. There's going to be two comics. Is uh, the Star Wars number 40 and um, Hyperspace Stories number 10. 
featuring the Bad Batch, by the way. That's going to be pretty fun. Also, we're going to talk, talk about the Star Wars Insider short story set after Return of the Jedi in the latest, latest Insider. So check that out right here on, on the uh, yeah on the channel, 12.15 uh, p.m. Pacific, 12.15 p.m. Eastern. Get this right, Matthew. 12.15 p.m. Eastern, 9.15 a.m. Pacific. Bring your lunch if you're in Eastern. Bring your breakfast in your Pacific. It's fine. Um, speaking of which, also, uh, just this last Friday, Chris and I sat down to talk all about Phase 2 of the High Republic. That is over on his channel, Star Raptor. Check that out. We, we dove in. I, I was able to give my, my two cents on why Marta is so fantastic, why the Path of the Open Hand are so fantastic, and uh, just bringing a little bit of real-world influences there. So it was a really great discussion. So check that out over on star raptors channel uh yeah that's it for plugs joel how's your week in star wars what have you been thinking about these days um okay so this was based off of oh, i was thinking about something that was um so this was based off a friend's video they like to make you do videos about random things and they're star wars and a star trek fan and one of their questions was you know what would what would happen if Thrawn found himself in the Star Trek universe? I was in Star Wars. Um, he's what, what would happen if he found himself in Star Wars? Now that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, what would happen if he found himself in Star Trek? You know, yeah. his whole shtick, if you go by the books, um, yeah. is basically you know protect the Chiss ascendancy and ally with the most powerful force. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, it's like what he. That microphone. No, no, <laughs> that, I'm just playing with this, getting this cord out of the way here. Okay. Um. So you know, I was asking myself, you know, like, would Thrawn have joined the Federation if, it, like, he entered during like a good point of the Federation's, you know, peacetime, whatnot? You know, because people always said, oh, Star Thrawn's always felt like a Star Trek character. Um. You know that that would have been an interesting question for sure. Um. Uh. But here's the thing about Thrawn and whether or not he would join the Federation or not. And here's a quote by the man himself, courtesy of my fellow Twitter Star Wars fan, Mr. Corey loses his data pad of the tap calf transmissions. I think this is from the 2017 Thrawn novel. I think it's from one of the newer ones. I don't remember. Probably. It a, it's for, definitely from Thrawn quote. So here's, here's what mm -hmm. Thrawn has to say about an organization like the Federation. He's not really talking about the Federation, but yeah. Uh, so here we go. <clears throat> Multiple species with multiple viewpoints and racial philosophies simply cannot hold power together for long. There must be a dominant voice, or there is only chaos in this part of the galaxy. That voice is the Empire. Hmm. That's yo, yeah, yeah. I don't think Thrawn really gives a, likes democracy that much, or has <laughs> no value in it. Um, even if it's not, even if it were a strong democracy like the Federation, which is why I kind of when I my response to that video was. I feel like Thrawn would join the Dominion the minute they showed up. It's like, yeah, Dominion, you guys are the you guys are the right team. Um, go full on gold cut on everybody. Um, yeah. but yeah, so you know, I was sort of my this is my Star Wars and Star Trek thought of the week of like, well, you know, is 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 Thrawn just a fascist or is he just the circumstances have made him join the empire, and I think that quote to me said, "No, he's he's a fascist. He he doesn't care. he doesn't care about democracy. He he's a chiss fascist, chiss supremacy." Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thought experiment. I'll I'll say that, and it comes out of the fact that in the novels, uh, the the you know the Imperial Starfleet feels a lot like the Federation Starfleet in in its organization, even in 
it's first contact protocol and, and, and similar kinds of questions that Star Trek often brings up and how do we encounter different species and how do we, what do we do? How do we have a, uh, a military structure that at least in the canon novels sort of are, 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 you know, in their case, the empire really, I mean, some empire, some imperials really believe that they're, they're promoting the good, the common good of security and stability in the galaxy. Uh, law and, this, and, and order. Law and order, you know, and in, in a similar way that the Federation kind of does. And, you know, what if, you know, what if that, so it comes out of that to extend it, to take it a step further. I kind of see where he's getting at. I mean, I wouldn't say he's a fascist. I do think there is more, uh, you know, he, he is more, uh, you know, kind of uh, able to navigate different species and different ways of, you know, being, but yeah, I mean, he, he definitely, he is Chiss first, you know, uh, you know, Chiss ascendancy first, like America first, make the Chiss ascendancy great again kind of thing. But yeah, it, it, he sees that the, the empire is the best bet for that. And that's clearly what he's on about. Would he, you know, and so, yeah, no, I, I get, I get what that's coming from. I wonder though, and here's the question is, would he have seen the Federation as just the best bet? And he would, would he have said, okay, I don't personally believe in this, but I need their Starfleet. I see all these, I, I you know, I've watched TNG. I've watched DS9. I know how great these guys are. <laughs> I know how they can push back this. Well, I've seen Voyager. I've seen First Contact. I know how to push back, push back the Borg. Then they can push back the Borg. Can they push back the Grisk as well? And so, I maybe, feel like again, maybe, I still love the. Let me just get okay. the thought in there. Okay, okay. Maybe he'd say for that reason, tactically, just accept a democratic system for the moment. The way he, I mean, he's able to work with the Republic. You know, when he encounters Anakin on on Batu, <coughs> you know, he's able to to see okay what are they what are they up to what are they on about um you know it's, it's the you know this yeah the, yeah yeah this uh this quote though i mean the funny is this quote doesn't quite stick out to my mind I'm, I'm sure it's there you know that voice is the empire yeah i mean what what he kind of talking about is hegemony there not so much and, and the thing about hegemony and by hegemony i mean you know what is the like like for example here in north america in the West, we're in something called a liberal hegemony, in that liberal democracy is the prevailing, and capitalism and representative democracy is the prevailing regime, even if there are other alternatives that could potentially work. Uh, the reason, you know, there's a reason there's no, you know, the Socialist Party in the US doesn't do anything, can't do anything. There's a reason, um, yeah, you know, there's a, well, there's a reason, you know, the, the NDP here in Canada. They continue to move to the right. There's a reason why. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, and even just you know, here in Ontario, that got got dicey. There's a reason why uh, why the Republicans moving to the right is is so scary is because that hegemony is being challenged by voices that we thought we had left behind 70, 80 years ago. Turns out we can't really ever leave those voices behind. We actually have to deal with them whenever they come up we have to deal with these these views that want one dominant voice over and against everyone else and 
yeah, and that's the thing, you know, Churchill famously said liberal democracy or democracy is the worst system except for all the rest. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it's a, a question of, I, I think, I think for Thrawn, the point in this is he just joined whatever the hegemonic power is. It could be the Federation, but not be, but that's, that's where my mind is going with that. Um, I don't know if you have any response to that. I mean, first of all, we have to, we can't, we can't, uh, we have to be, I mean, with this thought experiment, I want to be a little cautious of like yeah. Thrawn saw TNG. It's not like he could put on the DVD and put on I know, I'm, I'm being cheeky there. You know what I mean? You're not you know, me. it's like, like I, I, that's why I'm still like, you know, when, when the Dominion shows up, does he turn coattail or, um, you know, it's like Goldie yeah. did. Um, so, you know, that's sort of my, that's, that is sort of my, you know, does he make that calculation? Yeah. Um, especially from like the D Space Nine thing. Um, where you know, um, at least with I mean, with God, it was you know, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, really. Just mm -hmm. oh, yeah, so yeah. Um, although this, this quote itself actually was because the, the um, I'll forget it, I'm gonna say it. It was the whole kind of Thrawn's last long Ahsoka of him saying, Yeah, long live the Empire. Like, everyone's kind of going, Why would you say that? Because you know, it's like, Well, mm -hmm. from just that standpoint, it's a Floney's going with the traditional Thrawn of he's a blue Grand Admiral who's about restoring the Empire, which was mm -hmm. his mo in the original books. Um, but again, if you want to, but I think he was using this the the guy Corey uh, Corey Datapad was using this mm -hmm. quote to like use book knowledge to go with the fact that yes, Thrawn is in for the Empire. He yeah. even though the New Republic is now the dominant hegemon of the galaxy. He's still siding with the broken imperial remnant because he still thinks at the end of the day that system of governance is the best one. I mean, even that's iffy if the New Republic is actually a hegemonic power at this point. But yeah. well, in, I mean, well, in Legends, it, well, you know, like sure. yeah, that's true. Was as well. So I mean, it also gets at the. I mean, this maybe maybe this is this is really it because this is the age old question we've spent the last almost two years going back and forth on is Thrawn. Good guy is he a bad guy? Is he the hero? Is he the villain? Is he the <coughs> hero? Is he window dressing while Thalius and Arlani figure everything out? You know, uh, and then he just swoops into the end, Agatha Christie style, yeah. Perot style. Um, I mean, it's really, I wonder if it's really a question of here, here's content is the audience thing. Here we go, Marshall McLuhan. Do we want to cheer for Thrawn or not? Do we want to cheer for him or do we want to? Do we, do we want to cheer for the characters that he's opposing? And if we're talking about paper, yeah, we're kind of cheering for him. Again, I'm cheering for more for Thalius than anyone else. But, uh, you know, on screen, which we'll get to in a, in a second, we, we, you know, the stories we've been given, you know, in, in Rebels, he, he's we're cheering Gates and we're cheering for the Ghost Troop. So, yeah, it's it's a good, good question. I mean, I'm curious to see, to know, Kind of the, the, the more thoughtful Thronies. I don't thought Thronies tend to be fairly thoughtful out there, I think. Are, are they you know, like I mean, I got I got 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 Vader here. I got you know, I got, you know, I mean Vader with Vader for me it's complicated. It's always Vader and Anakin. But I got the you know, the people who, who track down Ahsoka is my favorite trooper design. The 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 course on guard. So you know, I, I think they're really cool. I like them. We got this friggin' galactic vampire banner here. You know, it's a similar kind of thing. True. Well, if the Empire existed, would you wouldn't join it? No. Exactly. Well, again, what I was just saying is in the real world, it's terrifying, right? Yeah. Um, but, 
yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's a question of do we do we want to? I mean, also suspend suspend our moral disbelief is another thing I talk about, right? Cheering for the bad guy. Yeah, it it, it it's it, but this is yeah, this is a fascinating way into that question. I think. Yeah, I I just think you know there is that. I mean, I'm sure there are thoughtful thronies out there, but at the same yeah. time, it's like there are also just a lot of weird. Well, I don't want to say weird, but there's just a lot of people who are like very pro thrones doing this for the greater good, the greater good. <laughs> and you know, um, again, quote uh, my, my buddy who, who I don't want to really have on the show because he's really cool. Yeah. Um, Corey loses data pad. He does his own Star Wars book podcast. So nice. paper got to respect paper. Sure. Um, podcasters out there. Um, you know, he said there is nothing that's forcing Thrawn to join the Empire to save the Chiss Ascendancy from greater evil. Like, that's not like, it's not like Thrawn doesn't have any other options. He, he, right, he what's the, what's the, said that There's nothing forcing Thrawn to join the Empire in order to save the Chiss? Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. being fascist does not mean, you know, save the Chiss. It yeah. might be the, you know, it's sort of like, Thrawn might be doing I the see. easy thing, but is it really the right thing? And you know, I mean, in, and that's the thing with I, I only remember like halfway through Lesser Evil, it's the uh was it Thurfian and and Distalmo who are all uh where 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 we what what's this guy doing? Why is he being so militaristic? Why is he why is he risking open warfare? And they're considered the antagonists of the story because they're promoting peace and Thrawn wants to have a preemptive strike. Which I mean, there's a there's an interesting that's a that's an interesting question in Star Wars, even in High Republic, thinking about Burn <laughs> Navar, but uh, I mean, you know, what what does Zahn say? I guess is the thing is, you know, and what does Zahn think? Is that something the Federation? They have, or they actually care about these things called Geneva or the similar things like Geneva Conventions. They actually care about those things, which I don't think Thrawn definitely wouldn't. Really, I mean, Thrawn breaks the, he uses versus the space Genetic. zombies and dark magic now. So yeah, that's true too. <laughs> Speaking of which, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my thoughts. I just wanted to have this fun little thought experiment as a yeah. Star Trek and Star Wars fan. Kind of for sure, and, and we've gone back and forth. We've done that a lot. I should sneak a, a Star Wars Star Trek toy in here sometime. That'd be fun. I mean, April first, we did the whole uh, Star Trek Overworld. That was fun. Um, my my. This week in Star Wars, I'm almost done Tales of Light and Life. <laughs> Finally, I'm almost caught up. Almost I caught guess. up to High Republic. I will, but certainly by the time, uh, yeah, I think by the time Shadows of Starlight number two comes out, I will have caught up. And so on the tractor, I mean, we haven't done Shadows of Starlight yet. We haven't done the, we aren't doing the High Republic short story and Insider yet because I'm not caught up yet. So we're getting there. We're getting there. I'm almost. It's really fascinating. Um, you know, just a lot of, yeah, so the way they can tell, just talking about this this book, Tales of Light and Life, the way they these they can tell these stories that move these characters forward, it is actually really satisfying in a way that they say what's next with these characters, even if they aren't necessarily consequential to, I mean, especially with the, the phase two stories. Well, fa the first phase two stories about Axel, the second one about uh, Marta, but grandma mm -hmm. and grandpa. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Um, you know, uh, yeah, that was really consequential. But the way they can tell, you know, stories we're used to, and I talk about how paper is good at taking time. 
but these ones they don't have them they're 30 pages and they tell very full satisfying stories uh some things are a little rushed and confusing but overall I, i'm really appreciating the way they they've used this especially uh well they've used this to really dig in even deeper to these characters um it underlies it's a YA anthology with all the younger characters uh even axel's story again axel it's axel frat boy axel and he's in college uh <laughs> you know and so it's him at a younger age than we're used to seeing yeah it just underlies how these younger characters are the main characters of the high republic and they're gonna do a lot more i think they're gonna do even more in phase three because of what we've seen even afi and, and the the the, uh, the crew of the vessel i'm wondering you know it, it, are there is there because they've seemed a little bit off to the side this is actually this their story really brings you know afi and leox and geode really brings them i think into the center in a lot of ways and so that and then vernestra i was surprised Vern, it makes sense and i won't spoil anything but the way she's affected by i was i was surprised but now that i see the way she's affected by the fall of starlight uh spoiler alert, starlight beacon crashes into i am just <laughs> that's at the end of phase phase one um it's been a few years i think they know that starlight beacon just just like Disney, the fallen star um <laughs> but the way vernessa was affected by that you know i always thought she was the one to want to be out there like i was saying with thrawn right someone who wants to say wants to be proactive and take the fight to the nile and thinks the jedi shouldn't be holding back you know avar also you know as an older character wants to take the fight to the nile after the fall of starlight they've been affected by by that and and they've been pushed into themselves a little bit more and so the one thing i'll say at the very beginning is that Vern becomes a way seeker and that's i did not see that coming i did not see that coming so uh really really would you good. say i'm gonna have a question is yeah. this book would you say this book would be recommended to understand what's gonna gonna go on in phase three i i suspect so yeah I suspect it's really, especially all the, because it does a little bit with, oh no, even, even, I think even the Marta story might have a lot to say about phase three, uh, just you know, in, in showing, I mean, everything about Marta is about show, going behind the curtain of what the Nile are to what they really are. And, you know, the way, uh, the way that the most callous, violent, faction is actually the most hurting and the most tender and soft and and just you know i mean the way i mean that's kind of the ever any story is and the story with, with a lot of i mean on a personal level on a socio-political level um you know i don't want to get into too much contemporary politics but you know the the sabra is a middle eastern fruit and it it's very hard and prickly on the outside because it's very soft and vulnerable on the inside. And uh, we put up these defenses and we make these factions. We put up the storm wall. I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering, it's letting me wonder, making me wonder if the, the key to defeating the Nile isn't through vinegar, it's through honey. That's just mm. where, where this, this book is leading me. So yeah, I, I mean, it was very intentional that they said this YA anthology, 
of short stories really yeah setting up the way i mean because it's what i'm used to is the, they're able to set up these through lines through you know through the different Ooh. phases but certainly through the different waves of a phase and so uh looking forward to how they i these all these authors i keep saying this because it's true they are masters of setup and payoff and i'm really looking forward to even what they have here paying off so yes definitely uh recommend it the thing with high republic is you know you you can jump in hopefully there'll be things that will refer back or or things that are maybe even like say pick up and repeat the the theme or the idea behind the story but if you want to read the story itself is that what i realized i remembered they're really again they're really stretching this out so you have more time you know the the first novel comes out mid-November. The comic will come out monthly, but the first novel comes out mid-November. It's I the Storm by George Mann. And then the next novel doesn't come out, I think, until January. So you have you have more time. I have more time to catch up and stay, stay caught up. Let's hope. Let's hope. I don't know if you have any any response to that or anything to say. Nope. I'm but, good. So we did talk about, we mentioned the show, we mentioned a bit of it. I think the reason we're being a little Lucy, I don't know about it. Is uh, is there is there a strike update? Is there something moving? Um, Joel, if you want to just go ahead and just say kind of what what. So is- yes, it does seem negotiations are continuing apace. It does seem they are happening every day. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, rumors and outlines and whatnot. It does seem like the lawyers are coming in to like make sure all the P's and Q's are there and there are no loopholes mm-hmm. to um, exploit, which is important. Yeah. Uh, but I would say just by the people I trust and the people that sounds like a general outline for an agreement has more or less maybe been agreeing to, and now it's just a matter of jot, jotting it all down. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything could, I mean, you know, you never know. There's always a, there could be a last minute curveball explosion we don't know you know i don't want to you know but it does seem like at least we are in a place where things are moving it's not just studios because remember one of the reasons that this has taken a long time is because the studios just simply just weren't negotiating they weren't there wasn't even talks it was just no one's talking um so you know just strikers and studios and no one's talking now they've been talking. Now lawyers are around. Now they're you know on a table. So they're having meetings that are lasting a long time. It's mostly been quiet. <laughs> so it does seem like something might be happening hopefully yeah. soon. We can only pray. Uh, pray to your force gods. Um, but um, yeah, and you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully this all ends soon. You know, depending on how long the little ifs and buts of uh, of getting the wording down and whatnot, yeah. which you know that's important. But yeah, so just keep an eye on things, and I'll be curious to see what happens tomorrow. Keep an eye on things. Uh, from what I what I read, it was something like how the the actors were like ten percent, and then the studios were like eight percent, and so they're going to be nine percent. It's going to be it's going to meet in the middle, you know, and, and something like that, and so. I had a yeah. lot of AI stuff too. A lot yeah, and how to how to deal with that? Because I mean, a, the thing is, AI is here to stay. So right. how do we, you know, how do we make sure you're not getting screwed by it? Yeah, like how, how do we how do we navigate all that? Yeah, and and so you know, I mean, well, we still have this up. This is still happening. We're still not doing an actual eyes on screen just yet, but you know, maybe maybe next week. You never know. We'll see what happens. Um, so 
yeah, that that's uh, yeah. I, th- I think it was was there something else I wanted to say about that? I forget. I don't know. Uh, if it, if it comes back to me, it'll come back to me. <laughs> anyway, main topic. We're, what we all came here for. And before I throw it to you, Joel, I want to preface this just a little behind the scenes. You know, after the show, usually Joel and I chat for a little bit, um, and it's kind of one of those things where once uh, you know the pressure of just giving you know, doing content on the internet was done <laughs> then the brain the creativity can flow a little better sometimes but uh we during during the discussion last week we uh we talked about you know, what the next publishing initiative would be talking about new york comic-con and and all that I, and i was all you know there's been some mentions of the old republican canon i'm still wondering you know if if that's there's something there especially if We'll, we'll talk about why I think that later on, but uh, you know, you know, just in terms of when the films are potentially set and what you know, when High Republic is set and things like that. Uh, and so, was, well, you know, let let's just look at what what do we have? What do we have so far uh, of what the old Republic is? And we'll define what the old Republic is and when that is in a minute. Um, we do know. I just just throwing this out here. Tessa Gratton, Charles Soule, and others, they were, were in Galaxy's Edge and uh, probably, probably you know, Disney and some other offices or whatever for what Tessa Gratton on her Instagram was calling High Republic shenanigans, which is interesting to me. So I had the thought, I figured, you know, they've made all these announcements for Phase 3. They've plotted it all. I figure they've plotted it all out. They have an idea. So I'm curious as to what more they have to talk about. And I'm sure they have more to talk about and more to sort out. And maybe just to get together and just to make sure everyone's on the literal same page and, and literally and otherwise. But what if, you know, what if they're starting to seed and hatch a plan for something? And, uh, you know, that might be the old Republic. It might be something completely different. Again, we'll get it to the end about what I think and what Joel doesn't think. And this <laughs> done the other. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where this comes from is, for me at least, just curious. But also... It's interesting. This is a very sparse, unexplored time, period of time. It's only been in in references and flashbacks, and you know, characters saying it, it's only been backstory. It's only been backstory that served main story. And so, you know, uh, like good nerds we are, we're gonna say, okay, that's fine, that's great, serving main story. But what do we got? What do we, you know? Because the story group still has to make sure things sort of line up as best they can. So, sorry, diaphragm, Matthew. Uh, so with that, I'll turn to you, Joel. What is the Old Republic? For a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights have been the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic for the dark times or the Empire. Okay, <laughs> I had to say that line. Okay, so but that's actually interesting. So the Old Republic, I want to kind of go like a little bit into like the behind the scenes of like this term because it's a really kind of bizarre kind of way this all kind of came together. All right, so when Obi-Wan, eh, when Obi-Wan makes that statement in A New Hope, and then later Tarkin says, you know, last remnants of the Old Republic have been swept away. They're referring to the prequel Republic. They're referring yeah. to the Republic that we know. What I the, call uh, the late Republic. Yeah. yeah, but that's what they're referring to. The, it's called the Galactic Republic, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That was sort of the the idea of what the Republic was going back to things like the Tales of the Jedi, um, 
comics from the 90s that goes like 5,000 years into the past. And, you know, the, the ancient Jedi versus Sith Wars of old. <clears throat> this changes somewhat in the mid-2000s when uh, they're writing the Darth Bane book mm-hmm. and the idea is that that last war was so bad and so just so wild that essentially the Republic reinvents itself. It, it's the, the, the old Republic is now referring to a different, different, a different Republic. And different then like regime, the we could say. different regime, different, different constitution, even mm-hmm. maybe you can argue. Um, and then the, the galactic Republic is Republic number two. Mm-hmm. So that is, which then, and then Clone Wars kind of cements this a little bit when, um, although I'm not quite sure what Plo Koon really said with like, when he said, I haven't seen a battle like, I haven't heard of battles like this since the days of the old Republic. I don't remember what episode that was in. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the Camino episodes. I don't remember. Um, but he said yeah. that somewhere. I think it's even like one of the earlier seasons too. Um, we'll ask Ben to come up and help us. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Star Wars, in from a from a canon perspective, basically has had three republics so far: the old republic, the Galactic Republic, and now the New Republic. And that's just canon. In Legends, there's like five republics. True. Um, I mean, so, France is also five. So <laughs> that's true. And a couple monarchies in, in between. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is sort of the the, the weirdo history of the term "old republic," mm-hmm. where originally it probably meant the prequel republic that we all know, and then just one continuous thing. And then they kind of weirdly split it into like, okay, here's the old republic regime, which is Republic One. The Republic 2 is the Galactic Republic, which is the, the one we know from the prequels and the Higher Republic and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. So that yeah. is that is that is um the behind the scenes version of the term. Do you want to say something before I continue? Yeah, so it, it's interesting just thinking about how it serves the story at hand. You know, in a new hope, it serves as <laughs> this thing that was before. This mm-hmm. thing, you know, the we're, like the George Lucas thing, we're coming in the middle of the, of the story. Because you know the the Buck Rogers in the middle of the thing, mm-hmm. you know the, this was how it was, and there was this something that Obi Wan says is was actually a good thing, and then Tarkin says it was this for, forgettable thing. Let's get rid of it. And those vestiges have been swept away. Thank God. Thank the Force. Mm-hmm. Um, and Obi Wan's all yeah. In the days of the Republic, when the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy, when it, yeah, it, cool. yeah, it serves as. It serves to show to say how 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 dire things are, how bad things are now, and how how there is the galaxy does need saving now to restore. I mean, an alliance to restore the Republic, mm-hmm. we can get to, or of course, an alliance to do something new. You know, the spark that will bring you know restore the Republic, or the spark that will bring the First Order. You know, both between Holdo and Poe there. Um, and so yeah. It, it definitely serves that function. And then with the prequels, it still sort of serves that function because here's the thing with the prequels. It's uh, also saying things are just as bad, even if there is technically elections and, you know, freedom of speech and whatnot, freedom of enterprise. Uh, things are, st- things are still bad. 
it's interesting of course they're they're bad for the same reason that they're bad with in, in time of the galactic empire time of the empire is because the sith are taking control and con consolidating power in coruscant and everything we read about and see in the clone wars and in, in darth plagueis for example legends and um you know everything we, we know and love about the prequels is the way that shows that they're you know the republic the late republic as as uh as maul says you know in, in siege of mandalore arc it's already been done it's already been done for a while and so yeah that that's the thing is okay then they have to push it back even further and say there was actually a golden age there was actually a time where things were not that bad and that's that's kind of what i mean it's what the old republic sort of refers to in that there was this time where things were that bad and then something you know it, it came to a breaking point and then there was a, a saving moment and you you know, in legends called it the Rosan reformation which i think maybe you might be going into and yes. there there's a canon version of that that we don't know about yet but uh you know something about the same time right after darth bane and well with darth bane going into hiding and yeah, and it's it's fascinating. I mean, High Republic sort of takes that mantle uh, in a way. I mean, for for the High Republic, the Old Republic is has a different function. It's actually almost the opposite function in that there's not not so much the opposite. I mean, I, I do like your theory <coughs> and how there something kind of happened to uh, we'll get to that. I have proof. I yeah, get, I got sure. Um, so it's interesting just to see and to think about you know what, what function does the old republic have in storytelling. I mean, one thing we'll get to later is that the old republic actually is when the Sith were doing their business and not so <laughs> great. So I mean that goes to show, you know, you know, there's no such thing as a golden age. <laughs> History is always ebbing and flowing, and and there's always like like Maz, you know, the the Sith, the Empire, not the First Order. It's always you know, so that's why I'm excited to see them actually show stories about this and, and dive into what that means. So so yeah, right. those are my, my thoughts there. So yeah, you know, uh, as I said, in both Legends and Canon, the Old Republic kind of retroactively meaning before the prequel era Republic. In yeah. some way, I don't know why that decision was honestly made. That was always sort of a weird one for me. Like, but the, as in, like before, like a thousand year before. Yeah, like the thousand year mark, and then technically the it, the new the old republic is now the Galactic Republic yeah. because of the Rusan reformations. And I guess technically they're two different things because of how apparently in the mm -hmm. uh, in Legends the old republic was set up very differently. Like core worlds had like more votes than early yeah. worlds and, and and you know the Jared Jedi chancellors and whatnot it it was just kind of lumping together a whole bunch yeah. of history well, um we're talking about swaths of time anyway so speaking and, of swaths of time and even wikipedia itself it's like well are they the same thing technically but yeah so yeah uh, anyway yeah and you know this was obviously as you said um the time period mm -hmm. of when you know uh the this well actually and you know what i'm actually going to decide i'm going to share my proof now Sorry yeah. for a little over well i will say one last thing then is the word old is nice and vague <laughs> you can say like high republic we know what that means we have it we have we've been given what that means we don't know exactly kind of what what historians in the time of the empire would say or in the time of the 
the late Republic would say, you know, I'd be curious to see, you know, ask Padawan Dooku and Padawan Saifo what they've been taught in their history class uh, that their profs are telling them, their, their teachers are telling them, you know, uh, this is when the higher Republic era was, like we'd say, when the Renaissance era was, right? But, it's, uh, yeah. It's interesting, at least from looking at Wikipedia, that they at least somewhat consider the old Republic and Galactic Republic the same thing. It's just, this is like a time period. It's like, yeah. I watched an interesting video, um, not to get too tangency, about like Rome and like periodizing Rome. It's yeah. like, when do you... Like when do you like put the epochs and whatnot? So yeah, it's like is like I guess the question is, are the old republic and galactic republic of the prequels the same thing? And then I just begs the question, well, is the new republic the same thing as well? And like maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's like, yeah. are the French republics the same thing? I don't I mean, know. You're gonna get successor states. Yeah. Yes, technically, I mean the the Galactic Empire is a successor state to the Republic. It's it's yeah. confused. It's weird. It's yeah. confusing. But I'm going to use. Oh wait, this isn't the cover. This is the go. cover. I'm going Get to use oh, there Star we go. Wars propaganda oh, the, by Pablo Hidalgo to yeah. kind of read out one of the earliest mentions of the Old Republic. So mm -hmm. hang on, story time, children. There we go. Okay, here we go. So begin here the chapter, the last era of peace. During the height, can you hear me? Yes. During the height of the Galactic Republic, the specter of widespread warfare had been forgotten. A full-scale war had not rocked the galaxy in centuries. The last great conflict having been waged for the soul of civilization itself was a decisive war fought between the Jedi Order and the Sith Lords. The Republic victory was so definitive that it reinvented itself, resetting its capital on course, resettling its capital on Coruscant after a devastating ouster. History set in its chrono on this date. And from that moment, the modern Galactic Republic was born. Societal memories and official calendars started fresh, and the time before this rebirth was forgotten as a dark age, lumped into a collective whole known as the Old Republic. Okay. This was not to say there were isolated conflicts in this new era. With any society, there are failures of diplomacy and communication that can be resolved only within canon and carnage. They were blessed few, and many were quelled in their earliest stages by the earnest pursuit of peace by the Jedi Order. Jedi negotiators settled disputes before they inflamed war. The Jedi Code itself evolved to include provisions that would keep the Jedi Knights apart from such conflicts. The Jedi were keepers of the peace, not soldiers. As such, the Jedi were rarely viewed as warriors, and their face did not adorn message of propaganda. Hmm. Okay, so there is like the first big mention of the Old Republic in the canon. Or like of like certainly of something very official so what are your thoughts on on that matthew that's my little read yeah it makes me wonder you know <coughs> are, are we talking about something like his my mind goes old republic for some reason my mind goes like 1000 to maybe 500 200 what not 380 but you know 1000 to maybe 400 you're saying like 50,000 5000 to 1000 and Offici then just, officially yeah. the old okay so yeah according to star wars timeline and i have the we're going to use the star wars timelines yeah. um uh let's see let's see old republic era mm -hmm. canon okay so according to this new star wars timeline which yeah. is also in the star wars timeline book um the old republic at least roughly although i think they changed this a little bit in the book it's like twenty five thousand bby to a thousand bby okay. I actually yeah. think that might be different in 
canon. Let me just double check. Like in stories, you mean? Yeah. That's kind of like a, I mean, it's an in it's an out of universe sort of publishing shorthand. But also, I mean, it makes me think. Okay, that's really. I mean, that that's really kind of the era, the the dark ages, this era of chaos of Sith. Yeah, and setting up camp and doing. Sorry, I want to. I want to just correct one more thing. Sorry, sorry. So okay, so the first era in the Star Wars timeline is Dawn of the Jag, which is twenty five thousand BBY. According to the timeline, the Old Republic era is eight thousand BBY to a thousand BBY. Okay. So it it. I mean, if anything, it says okay. So there's Sith Wars (coughs) and maybe Mandalorian Wars, and then a bunch of stuff happened. Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. Leading up to, like, leading up to what we know as the Galactic Republic, it goes from a, the, the this this one millennium, uh, from a thousand to to, well, to thirty two to twenty two, whatever it is, nineteen, whenever it is, you know what I mean? The yeah, that the Galactic Republic. So it's really the thing to say, the you know the Galactic Republic is, yeah, it's it's tricky. I'm trying to trying to square the circle here. Because, yeah, it, I mean, we want to say the High Republic, I mean, and the High Republic really kind of almost throws a, throws a wrench into this whole thing because it's it's like yeah the the Galactic Republic is the thing that was so great that was lost. Um, I think something to do with the Nile, but you know, I mean, the the thing that Obi Wan is referring to is is the Galactic Republic when things were actually peaceable and good. There's this thing before it that was chaotic and was wild now that's tough because you know i mean this is a whole swath of history this is i could help break it down a little bit more before we before to help kind of get you get your get your maybe help you have this thing this this brief history of the era okay so yeah yeah so okay so i i I have to add a few things because i didn't put it down so okay so the republic the galact the republic as we know it where you know it's like eventually where a bunch of people came together and formed a senate yes according to the timeline that started around the same time of the Jedi, which was 25,000 BBY. Okay. These dates will are, get a little ridiculous, but this is what they want to go for, so Again, okay. It's, it's storytelling, fictional, but also, yeah, long-term. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. So more or less, the Jedi and the Republic kind of form around the same time, time 25,000 BBY. Um, bunch of stuff happens. And then... Went by circa around 5,000 BBY, BBY before the Battle of Yavin, so before New Hope. Yeah. Um, that is when the big split between a, some light side Jedi and some dark side Jedi happened. The clash, 100 years of darkness, apparently. Mm-hmm. They kept that from Legends. Like, and then the dark Jedi, they get booted out of the Jedi. We don't want your dark siders in here, Jedi. And they yeah. go onto a little planet called Korriban, and they found a little thing we like to call the Sis. And then the Sis Empire is born. So, starting around that time when the Sis Empire finally mm. is formed through a thousand BBY, that is when a whole bunch of Jedi versus Sis wars happen on and again, off again. Sis versus Jedi, all that good stuff. In Legends, there were like many of these. You know, this is what the Great Hyperspace War, when the original Sis Empire fell, and the Exar Kun thing happened like a hundred years later. Then the Revan thing happened like a hundred years later. Then the Vicious stuff happened for like a <laughs> couple hundred years later. And then eventually the Jedi Schism began, and then uh, the Sis organization that Darth Bane joined up with happened. And then finally, big 
battle, the Sith all but vanished, and except for one, a la Darth Bane, who decided, you know what, we're not going to have a bunch of thousands of Sith, we're just going to have two, we're going to stick with two, and that's it. No, no, no more, no less, Master and Apprentice, and then... Uh, at least in Legends, the Ruthon Reformations happened where basically the Republic reinvents itself kind of from the ground up, and then the Galactic Republic that we know from the prequels and the High Republic come into play until the Clone Wars and then Sidious. And also there was some Mandalorian stuff that was going on as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, if we just kind of, but, you know, minus the the actual conflicts that I mentioned from Legends, basic things we know from canon are 5,000 BBY to 1,000 BBY, a whole bunch of Jedi versus Sith wars with some Mandalorian stuff thrown in the mix all happens. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's like one big conflict or like several conflicts and they just decide, you know what, we're gonna, for historic state, it's going to squish it all together like the Hundred Years War or something. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a whole bunch of wild stuff happened during this time period until it all yeah. just went kaboom and then the Sith killed each other. Yeah, and, which again, we, we don't... So we, we here's the thing we do have. We have... Uh, we have Bane, <laughs> but we have this movement from the Sith being a a, a formidable foe and a formidable threat to the Jedi and the Republic, to them going into hiding and not being a formidable foe. We have, well, we have the Sith basically being defeated, but then that leading to, but but not without price. And that's maybe the, the point is with this history is, uh, you know the you know the the Sith are able to rob the Republic of its soul. Yeah, that, that sounds familiar, right? Uh, rob the Republic of its soul leading to this, this great cataclysm. I mean, I wonder if Malachor is something about, has something to do with that as well. And you've mentioned Malachor, how the Jedi have lost their soul in this moment. I, I uh, take a, I take a little a disagreement with that. Well, I don't know. Maybe, we don't know. But what my but, point being is that there's some reason why, they have to say we've been we've been doing this all wrong, and it takes a massive cataclysm, social cataclysm, uh, socio political conflict, to get a whole system to say, hold on, we've been doing this wrong. You know, I mean, here here's the parallel is, uh, and maybe you might you might disagree with this too, but the the wild, you know, arist- aristocracy driven social inequality, not you know of the Weimar Republic of of the first of the first Reich, uh, all the way back, you know, I mean, probably going back to the Holy Roman Empire, and, and that you can draw this line. You want to talk about actual fascism, right? This line to say, <coughs> I mean, we know with the Weimar Republic, the social instability, Hitler comes to power to say, I'm going to save everything, I'm going to make Germany great again. Um, you know, comes to power, but it's they're able to point to the the divergences and inequalities as the thing that led to that happening and so they say hold on it takes that level of shock to to stop and reset and look back and say hold on we did we need to rethink all this and uh, I, you I, know i, 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 I want to count well i'm I, saying i think this might have that yeah. might be what happens with the republic here at least what yeah. i hope that happens with the republic My, um, uh, you know good. i don't know if I you know we we kind of had hoped COVID would do that a little bit. I mean, not not but but like the the, yeah. the side effect, the silver lining. Well, I want to bring up uh, I want to bring up something um of you know uh, when I was doing my tale of the Jedi discussion, my buddy yeah. Red he brought up a really good point, which I think mm-hmm. I would love to hear your thoughts on. Yeah, he said at least in Legends, 
that the thing about the Jedi was they always because remember in Legends, and I think in canon, I think this is also true. Yeah. Jedi had many beatings. They got beaten down pretty hard a couple times. Yeah. And he always said, and he, Red brought up a good point where he said, the Jedi were always good at when they rebuilt themselves. They were always good at making sure that whatever killed them during the last conflict mm. wouldn't happen again. It's sort of mm. like they 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 adapted to like almost like they almost like were preparing for the last war, which mm-hmm. is sort of like what happened in the real world. So it's like when so when the Jedi and the Republic had their their last big war with the Sis, mm-hmm. the one that Darth Bane was on, yeah, they did. I guess you're right. I mean, you know, the, they did like okay, well, we don't want this to happen again. We have to rebuild ourselves. We're not going to rebuild ourselves with like Jedi lords and kings anymore. Because that's what the Jedi were kind of, that's kind of what's going on because things were just getting bad. So, you know, we're going to rebuild ourselves to like, you know, we'll have closer relationships with the Republic and, you know, work yeah. more in tandem and work with the judicial forces and the Republic going to be more egalitarian. So they, they prepped themselves for the last to make sure that whatever happened right. in the last war happened. But then at the same time, the Sith were like, well, we got to adapt too to make sure that we can yeah. kill the Republic another way. So I mean, it worked for a thousand years. Hey, yeah, it worked for a thousand years. <laughs> you know? So you know, it makes it makes, it makes me maybe wonder, like, not. I mean, well, here's the thing with with the Nile makes this interesting, right? Is they what what happens then is then they you know they they get pushed back to Coruscant, but we, they still you know, last for another three hundred years. So they did, you know. It has to win. They have to win. They have to think. It, the yeah, win. that's you know, it, yeah. No, so um, that's yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at is yeah, they're able to. Respond both the Jedi and the Republic, and that's that's another thing that's interesting. A theme from Legends that I think is probably going to come over is mm-hmm. that the fortunes of the Republic and the fortunes of the Jedi are intertwined in this in this uh, kind of weird mystical way that doesn't really have well it it had kind of a medieval parallel, but doesn't have any parallel in our world anymore. Um, well, you know, Star Wars I mean, is fantasy, medieval, but also yeah, modern. Yeah, you know, I mean, kind of the way. Yeah, you know the, the way you know the, this kind of in the Middle Ages, Western Europe in the Middle Ages is this uh, this alliance between the samurai. Well, yeah, well, in the East, but in Western Europe, it's this alliance between altar and throne, mm-hmm. and how they ideally, <laughs> ideally, prop each other up for the sake of stability of society. Uh, obviously, that you know that that impetus doesn't last and doesn't really work out, even in in while it's happening, because you know who who's whose stability, who's whose security, uh, you know, whatnot. But you know, there there there's still at least the very the the point being the two are intertwined, and and that's mm-hmm. that's a, that's an interesting reminder for history is that yeah, I mean. It's a, it's a question, you know, and, and I mean, when I've talked about the New Republic as a secular republic and, you know, it's, you know me, I, you know, I'm all for, for pluralist democracy here. But just to understand our own history in the West, right, that we weren't a pluralist democracy, uh, you know, for better and for worse, we had a common sense of, as a society and of the sacred Maybe there is a way to do that in a plural society. I hope there is actually, because you know what we need. And maybe that's what Ray is going to explore. Maybe that's you know who knows. But I actually uh, want to know what Luke did to screw up his Jedi Order. It's like, well, what does Blessings yeah. Ray need to learn to make sure that her Jedi Order can last longer? Sure, I'm just talking about the the, the large scale thing. And to say, 
you know, I mean, except for, you know, actually, Chris and I were talking about this, about Jeddah. How Jeddah is a pluralist society. It has to be. They're all coming together, even though on Coruscant, it isn't. And so uh, it's interesting. I mean, I wonder, you know, what what's also interesting there. And this is just, this is actually just a tangent. But I'm thinking just in terms of the Republic <laughs> itself, right? Jeddah at this time sort of exists outside the Republic. The Republic itself, you know, I mean, it's the Jedi. The Jedi are just the ones who are force sensitive. It's everyone who's kind of willing to work with the Jedi and work, you know, to 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 be in a common cause with the Jedi, and that's the you know the stability of the Republic depending on being common cause with the Jedi, the stability of the Jedi being depending more and more increasingly, especially after the Nile, on being common cause with the Republic because they need for the mutual defense, and so. Yeah, that's that's the striking thing about this history. What yeah. I mean, the Republican Jedi have always been hand-in-hand hand since, well, forever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm talking about the Galactic Republic more so, but yeah. I, I mean, even in Legends, the Republican the Jedi were the elder even more. I would say in Legends, then the yeah. Old Republic Jedi and the Republic were more intertwined. They were Jedi Chancellors, yeah. exclusively Jedi Chancellors. Sure. I mean, well, um, wasn't that only maybe one or two examples, though? I, think. I mean, there was like a thousand years of Jedi Chancellors. Really, really? I, I don't know. I thought there. Um, at least in Legend, I don't know in Canon, but yeah. I mean, no, we don't know in Canon. Yeah. But um, yeah. So yeah, there were Jedi Chancellors. I think it's like that's from the MMO game. No, um, yeah. where that's where that happens. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, um, we got this. We got this period of history. Of various Jedi versus Sis wars, and then some Mandalorian stuff thrown in the mix. Mm. Uh, Coruscant apparently gets captured a couple times by the Sis, and because I mean, they built that Sis shrine, which according to Tarkin was five thousand years before New Hope. Um, so, which then the Jedi put a temple on top of it. Yeah. Plop. Um, I just think that's funny. And apparently they captured it again, uh, but in a thousand BBY, at least according to the timelines. Um, really? So that I mean that also. Like the Sith captured Coruscant. Yes, Sith captured Coruscant. So that also goes to my point before about how uh, this is this is a great disaster that leads to rethinking of of whence the dust is settled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's how it kind of went in Legends too. Although I don't think they captured Coruscant in Legends. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So you're, so you're right. Interesting right, little right. tidbit they just threw in there, because right? there's nothing in story that suggests that, right? Um, no, I don't know. I, I've seen right. they say the fall of, like, they got the fall of the Old Republic. Though Somewhere they say mm-hmm. that they capture Coruscant somewhere here. Yeah. I don't know where. I don't know where. Um, <laughs> um, there we go. Battle of Coruscant. Battle of Coruscant, Jedi Sith Wars. No, this was mentioned in... No, that's not that's something else. Okay. Um, but uh, I I swear somewhere they say Coruscant was taken. I'll I'll look it up. I have it on Kindle. I'll give it a look. Um, but, I think I mean, it's in are... the propaganda book at least. Yeah, somewhere. But, but um, I mean, there are these morsels in canon uh, of what the higher what the old Republic is. If you wanna. Right. So yeah, if, you know. But um, yes. So I I mean, but I always one thing I've always been interested in is like. Is it multiple cis empires like in Legends, where like the cis fall for a little bit and then come back and then they fall and come back, or it's like it just right. one big continuous thing? That that's sort of interesting, a thought process of how like yeah. 
like is it one big thing or is it like kind of lumping in a thousand different conflicts and like this is all kind of semi-connected right yeah it'd be I mean, like they might you, they might do it just to simplify things it'd be like if we lumped in world war one and world war two together True. it's like the war world war eras but you can that in a true. way right <laughs> i mean yeah you can you really yeah. can <laughs> um so yeah so that is the basic timeline of the old republic of what we know from canon which i sprinkled in some legends yeah uh basically like five thousand years of warfare mm -hmm. essentially mushed together uh which you know i always say like whole high republic got like three four hundred years worth of story to tell and but phase three is like probably only going to cover what a year. So yeah, it's really. like, what are you going to do for 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 the old republic? You got five thousand years of empty space. Yeah, I uh, mean the 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 original trilogy is what? I mean, three years. The three four? years equals are thirteen. The single trilogy is one year. Yeah, yeah. But it's I, the thing is, we're okay, we get the the lens on the most decisive moments. Right. That's why they're they're telling these stories because saying this is this is the decisive moment that <coughs> changed everything and led to everything else that happened. And so, well, yeah. not to not to get too tangenty again. We're getting tangenty this episode. Yeah. I apologize. No, no, it's good. It's but good. that's that's again what I'm I'm curious about acolyte because like okay, yeah. if these shows are supposed to tell us the most important things, then mm -hmm. by definition, acolyte, which Maybe a hundred years after Phase Three, yeah. I, I'm not quite sure when in the time in the timeline High Republic is supposed to be, but that's supposed to that probably seems to me that no, this is like you thought the Nile was like the big thing that changed all. No, we got one more big thing that's gonna change it all, and that's when yeah. Acolyte comes in and does it. I thing. wonder, you know, and we're kind of getting scabby, <laughs> try not to be. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? Well, I wonder if the shows are different. I think the films, the Skywalker saga films, mm -hmm. are doing that, and the High Republic publishing initiative is doing that. These shows seem to be filling some things in, right? That are are not as weighty, and that's fascinating to say. Hey, luminous authors, write this super decisive thing that I still maintain is how you get from point A to point B. How do you get from the glories of the Galactic Republic to Order 66? You know, how is that even possible, right? <laughs> uh, to, you know, the, the Jedi being these these beacons of peace and justice in the galaxy too. Yeah, let's, uh, let's just round them up. They're traitors. You know, let them go. You know, how do we get there? And, and so yeah it's i i honestly hold the opposite opinion i think acolyte's gonna do be that because i think we'll see we'll see that's I what just... the screen is for like look at mandovers that's, I mean, that's the whole medium question right well the, again we'll talk we can talk about mandovers because I, I don't think that's actually what's happening in mandovers but well when, when we can talk about screen stuff we'll talk about screen stuff uh we'll or but we'll yeah just... uh, hopefully but yeah i mean i i actually yeah. disagree big time with that one and again that's that's a medium message conversation you know the relative weight of things i mean it's true but um i mean i always say screen will always have more weight than books and paper will over trust me we're always I, on the cutting room block well i'll say what this is 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 the screen will always have more money <laughs> well that's it and the books and so might as well i'll give but, you that much Joel. i'll give you that much for it but, anyway. but uh we can make more money on it 
But um, but yeah. So let's actually go into like mentions of the old republic in in the canon. Um, I've mentioned a few already. Plokou mentions something called the old republic during a battle in the Clone Wars. Where he I mean, probably- the Obi Wan was the first one. That is canon. A New Hope is canon. That's true. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's technically true. That's te- technically true. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, the old republic. Different kind of context in that case. True. But, um, you know, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that. I think because because yeah, you know, I this is something that again we think about. You know, the uh, the point. You know, this is sort of where I I like again. I say be careful about overstepping the Nile thing because the Clone Wars is supposed to be the big war. This yeah. is like, we haven't seen a war like this since that last one we fought against the Sith, uh, where like everything was sure. blowing up. Right, um, yeah, no, I'm not, I want to claim that. Right, I claim, my point is that the war against the Nile is was an essential step that makes the Clone Wars possible. But the, the Clone Wars is the greatest conflagration in the entire history of the the galaxy, right? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it, 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 it's it's awesome. it's yeah, it's, it's, it's World War One and, and two yeah. combined. It's it's <laughs> actually bigger than the the, the Galactic Civil War in a way. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's certainly more deadly. It's just yeah, um, so, yeah. That that is like I don't even think. The, but then that there is your point being that there is at the end of the Old Republic this also massive con- conflagration. So anyway, good. Now I didn't put this in the notes because I wasn't I didn't technically count it mm-hmm. because there is a line in one of the old Clone Wars rough draft things. Remember those? Yeah. Remember from the Utapau arc, which was yeah. like connected to the Death Star. And you know, they're like, you know, why would you why would agree with need a big kyber crystal? Um and Yoda basically goes like you got a little bit of a monologue of like in times of old. Our enemies of the dark side built incredible weapons, you know, that were, you know, required kyber crystal. You know, like, basically, yeah, the Sith had super weapons yeah. galore. In like fact, Malachor? Like Malachor. And in fact, yeah. like, there are, I, I wish I remembered where this came from. I know I've seen it somewhere. Yeah. Um, I, I did my research. Um, where, like, the Death Star is inspired by ancient Sith tech. Is it Catalyst, maybe? Maybe. I feel like I, it was a source book. Okay, but um, for one of the visions or somewhere, but like a source book says, like yeah, the Death Star is like inspired by the ancient cis weapons of the time. Maybe it was Tarkin even, or something. Yeah. That sounds about <coughs> James Osino doing something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Sorry, you know, anyway, keep going. Catalyst or something Death Star related for sure. Hmm. Of like yeah, the Death Star. And even then, the Death Star, like, I think the idea is even, like, the Death Star paled in comparison to what the Sith were doing at the time. I mean, it could be discussion. could be a Force Awakens thing about the circular base. Maybe. It, it, it sounds like something they do, right? It sounds like something the Sith would do. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. They, they <laughs> Sith were, like, you know, like, look at, look at some of the stuff Moment was trying to do in that comic. Right. It's moved apart. Like, uh, uh, so, yeah, so there's there's that reference there. Um, Corbon, obviously from the Clone Wars, Morbon, Corbon, mm-hmm. actual direct reference. Um, Darth Bane, another actual direct reference, and um, Bane is technically a Lucas creation, technically. Sure. So, because the idea of 
a Sith Lord who managed to get away and hide when the other Sith Lords killed each other. That's all Lucas's idea. Mm-hmm. Just Legends kind of filled in, like, who the heck this Darth Bane guy was mm-hmm. and gave him a characterization in the trilogy. But um, the, the concept, the basic idea of Darth Bane, maybe even the name Bane itself, I think comes from Lucas's works. Um, something called Cirque's Blade is mentioned in the High Republic. Cirque's Blade! <laughs> I know, which is a reference to Mitra Cirque, a.k.a. the Exile from Knights of the Old Republic 2. <laughs> um, Lie of the Jedi mentioned a bunch of times, Jedi versus Sith Wars. There's, like, signs of, like, I think there's even a council meeting where it's like, yeah, we had Jedi armies in the past, and Jedi got purged a couple of times throughout its history. We always bounce back. We always bounce back. Um, which mm. is references to all those old Republic stories where the Jedi get purged, and then they come back, yeah. and then they get defeated. So there's the answer to your question from before, right? Is yeah, is it one little thing or no? It's this really back and forth right. topsy turvy time. So yeah, right. I am yeah yeah, and like. I uh like like I uh, I guess maybe to kind of go to the point about the Nile for a second because we always go back yeah. to this one. Yeah. I'm just not convinced that the Jedi's defeat is going to be as bad as no, like, when they get purged by the system. I would never say that. All I mean is they uh, might get a black eye, but it's not going to be a gut wound. What I mean is it's a black eye that is traumatic and gets them to. Uh, to really, really hunker down, really. I mean, again, you're disagreeing with that. You said they got to reverse it, maybe. Um, you know, I, I just, slower. Like, I think they're gonna. It, 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 I mean, that's the thing. You know, Chris and I talking about on Friday. You know, what did the Jedi fear, and and how the Jedi fear. I mean, with the nameless and the leveler, you know, they fear the 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 Force actually their their connection to the Force turning on them with you know phase that's phase two in phase one and three i think it's they fear not being able to be the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy anymore and so this is going to be a big uh a big shock a big uh you know not shot in the arm the opposite of shot in the arm <laughs> uh kicking the knees kicking the kneecaps getting to say oh hold on a minute we're not invincible anymore so that's what i mean but yeah, no, it, it, I never, I'll never say it, it'll be the same type of defeat because yeah, we have, like, is what we see again in, in the prequel trilogy, right? Is they're still out there, they're still involved. You know, Qui Gon and Obi Wan are, are going to Naboo to be the Chancellor's representatives, right? Right. So, you know, that's still connected linearly to all the way back to where the Rusan Reformation is. I mean, I could go into yeah. a little bit if you want to know what that is. Do you want me to go into that with like the and legends and maybe kind of? Well, no. I mean, that's okay. I mean, I have a sense of it. it it's just there's okay. a big, big He's defeat, dead. and then they have a constitutional reform, or they write a new constitution, making sure there's more representative democracy, making sure core worlds or or outer rim worlds or, or right. further along worlds are more better represented. I mean, sort of what? Yeah, not not quite what. Well, I mean, in a way, with the uh, you know the UN, maybe is a better <laughs> parallel there. Um, <laughs> I mean, kind of what what you, the U.S. Congress was trying to be, you know, you know, no taxation representation. So let's everyone have representation. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it is interesting how when every time the a republic forms, mm-hmm. it's always kind of more to prevent 
the last, like, you know, yeah, I'm thinking about this. Saying, yeah, well, like, you're you know, in the, Red Leader we're saying, yeah. Yeah, but like, even like the New Republic, like, you know, Mon yeah. Mothman made those decisions. Yes. People criticized those decisions. But in hindsight, I mean, would you blame her? She doesn't want the same thing to happen again. She doesn't right. want a Sith Lord Palpatine to become mm -hmm. the Chancellor and then get emergency powers and then consolidate. True. Yeah, no, we get it. Um, anyway, there's, there's a bunch more references if you want right, to. Uh, we got more references. More references. Um, apparently, uh, there's some references in Tales of Light and Life uh, for Stormwall compared to a Jedi Sith War. Yeah. Uh, I have not read that book, so I'm going so to. So I'll, I'll go into that. So, what the Stormwall is, and this is at the end of phase one into phase three, is Markian is able to basically create. I don't quite know. They don't quite go into it yet. Mm -hmm. But this, I think it's this disturbance in space where you can't fly through you can't really navigate and and that there's a reference to say they haven't seen such you know some some big blockade of something since the jedi sith war and so there or a jedi sith war and so maybe there's something similar where, where they able that's the thing the sith were able to push the jedi back and contain them in that way that they hadn't been able to since or no one I've been able to since. So that's that's that reference. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That can make sense. Like I think I mean very early in phase three, I think they go into the the storm wall and uh some characters are in behind the storm wall, which is also intriguing. So is the storm wall blockade on the Jedi or the blockade on the Nile? It's a it's a Nile I think it's a, like a, a an artifact. I don't quite know. I think they again they go into anyone who's watching or, or watching later in the comments wanna Help me out here. I think, like early in phase three, it seems like some sort of spatial disturbance, distortion that the Nile create to prevent the Jedi and the Republic from interfering in there. So, Interesting, because that yeah. okay, so that actually would make sense because in Legends, I'm going to use a lot of Legends references. Yeah, that's I mean like that's the thing. A, is we, what we the, know, right? The most detailed part of in Legends during the last Great Sith War, which is the one with Darth Bane. I always have to say that, and it always annoys me. Yeah. But um, where basically the Republic became like a rump state of the core worlds, and basically in the mid and outer rim, chaos. Just yeah. Sith Lords running around, doing whatever they liked. So and I think like, that's Markian's hope, right? That's mm -hmm. his goal. He doesn't succeed. But... Right. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, but yeah, that's that kind of... It's kind of like fantasy, where it's like, you know, if you read Tolkien stuff, it's like you have like the elven enclave, like the only good part of the world, and everywhere else it's like Sauron or Morgoth are, are going all hectic, just running yeah. wild, doing their thing of evil. I mean, so, my thought is similar to Mordor. I mean, yeah. see, you know, just there, there's this physical space that is impenetrable. Yeah. Right. Um. So, yeah, yeah, that, 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 I wonder how big it is. That would be interesting to yeah. know. How do we know how like big the space is, or is it like? I think there is. It does mention it. I just forget. Okay, that's fine. Um, so there's that, and then we have a few Sith lords from the ancient past. We have Darth Koldos, who was like um, a, he's a, he's the Nemordian Sith lord. He's kind of in a no, he's a Duros. They go yeah. with Duros and Nemordian mixed up. He's Duros, yeah. They're um, they're, they're they're like. Well, different breeds of horse. <laughs> I think they're different breeds of whatever. Sorry, go ahead. I don't think a Nemorian would like to hear you say that to them, my, my good sir. Um, God, they're, they're basically they're, the same species. Come on. 
Yes. Anyway, that's, um, that's another tangent. Sorry. Go uh, ahead. Right, right. Really, I mean, yeah, like, you know, like, like, oh, he did some evil stuff back in the day. You got um, Dark Noctis, he, who's like a legend, who found Exegol. She right. had like cis kingdoms under her belt and stuff. You mm-hmm. got, of course, Darth Crawl, who, um, uh, who's like the he Trandoshan. Darth Crawl, yeah, looks like a Trandoshan. And apparently one of the uh, last 20 who went to the dark side and became full-on Sith Lord. Um, yeah. I wonder if he was from the Old Republic era as well. Um, well, yeah. I mean, if he's a Sith. That's yeah. the thing. Is I think that, to me, is what marks the Old Republic, really. <coughs> it's, yeah, it's the Rusan whatever thing. But it's really Bane. Right. Because, you know, that Bane going to hiding initiates this thousand years of peace or 800 years of peace, whatever. You know, a thousand years of relative peace that allows, cool. you know, allows the Republic to to do what it can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. So with Crawl, and this goes back to, uh, you know, backstory serving story. Um, you know, so Crawl is yeah, it's is is a master, master Radaki. This is Wikipedia doing the forces work here. Um, he's one of the lost twenty. He is one of the lost. Well, for Kiev. One of the lost 18, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of the lost 18. And uh, Keeve has a vision when she encounters the Drengir. She sees Crawl, Darth okay. Crawl, and saying, okay, this is uh, almost, I wonder if almost to say, oh, leaving is possible as a, as a master. Not that it's desirable necessarily, but, you know, it's interesting if he is a Trandoshan, there's, it doesn't quite say, I don't know if it says what uh, species he is. Um, but you know, uh, if he is a Tredosian, you know, it's an interesting contrast with Skier, who was Keeve's master. Uh, who you know, Skier, you know, Tredosians always have some dark edge to them, even Skier has a bit of a dark edge to him. He's not, he does not succumb to the dark side. Crawl, of course, does he kind of looks like I don't know, I don't think they necessarily specify what species he's species he is. He looks Tredosian because of the teeth, but maybe yeah, me. Um, but, maybe, but yeah, but to say for Kiev, here's a precedent, uh, not the precedent she wants. I don't think Kiev is ever going to fall to the dark side. But twist. yeah, it's to say, okay, yeah, that, um, you know, okay, but here's here's one of those that did, and when you know, kind of, if you're not careful, I don't know, I don't know what the story point there is necessarily, but yeah, there's this vision of, of this. The Sith Lord, who, yeah, she, it's it's just interesting that Keeve is the one who sees him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but so you got that. Um, I didn't put everything down because there's probably a little bit more than I probably could have yeah. gone into. Like, you got, you got the, the Sith and the Gren Gear got, had a thing, mm-hmm. um, alliance that kind of went south. Did a lot, yeah, alliance that went south specifically. I mean, you yeah. have, um, like the, the Sith and the Ascendant. Yeah, the Sith and the Ascendant, also. mentioned. Yeah. Um, they had to kick those guys down because uh, only one dark side group can be around here, buddy. Of course, you know, uh, they, they, they don't use the force these magnets, but <laughs> yeah, whole... so yeah, that is kind then, of, of course, bait. there's also Darth Moman. We want to, okay. I just want to uh, start Darth Moman. Oh, yeah, a Darth guy Moment. who, you know, is the, the, the dark side artist who, Maverick. you know, Malachor. I don't know if there's any sort of historical import to him other than with Vader's castle. But, so far, yes. no. He's just yeah. a 
Sis, who was weird. He was like, yeah. to the other side, like, you're weird. You're not like I mean, the rest of us. Highly this. important historically to the people on Mustafar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. No. But yeah, Moman, he's one of my yeah. favorites. I hope he gets a book. I hope they just flesh out. I mean, book. The, the, his guy is writing all the stuff. So, you know. I know. And like, give us he's he's going to show up again somehow. Somewhere. I hope. <laughs> I hope to goodness, yes, because I want that. I want that yeah. to be at least an old public story. Yeah. But yeah, you know, um, the old republic. We kind of have the basic. We're kind of flying here. We kind of have a basic, <laughs> a basic understanding of the era, and there's a lot to cover as mm-hmm. well. I so you know we can talk about the future and like what it all means and whatnot and like. Maybe before we get about the future, right, let's talk about like what. How do we explore an era that is like a thousand, five thousand years still, long? Still relevant. Oh, what? No, it's still relevant. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Play with you the know. Here. Sorry, you know me. Keep going. Okay. 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 Um, you know, because I do think, um. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I've always sort of because I said I think in some ways you did point out the way that maybe High Republic is doing it, which is when you tell us it's not about the era. I think it's about telling the pivotal parts of this of a of a historical era. Yeah. Like you know, it's like okay, what are the most what are the key important events that happened in this in the High Republic case three to four hundred year time span. And now, in the High Republic's case, um, a thousand, uh, you know, a, a thousand year time span. In Legends, it was interesting because they kind of sort of naturally built up, like, kind of had, you can say they kind of had three kind of epochs. Mm-hmm. You had Tales of the Jedi stuff, which was kind of early on. Yeah. Then you have what I call, and I think you call it too, the Revan Saga, which is Old Republic, Night Republic, Republic 1, 2. And then the old republic. I mean, so I can call it that. That's fine. I mean, everything Drew Carpatian's whole thing. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think Drew Carpatian did the old republic MMO, but um. Okay, fair enough. But like the Revan, thing. the Revan saga, because old republic one, two, and three. Well, mm-hmm. white old republic is kind of yeah. Revan sent. Well, old republic MMO gets I don't, a little I don't, weird, I don't, but yeah, 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 that's Revan centric. Um, and then the Darth Bane trilogy, which is a thousand years later, and talks about the tail end. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that's kind of where in some way, maybe that's how you do it, where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we do we books, comics, video games, movies, whatever. You do, you just kind of pick what you think are the most key highlights of the era. <laughs> and you kind of tell the story from there. Yeah. Like, I would definitely tell what that last Jedi versus this war was like. So that seems important. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, they hope to tell a Dawn of the Jedi movie in the future. Although that's not Old Republic, but that's certainly before, you know, yeah. Phantom Menace. It's, um, it's ancient history. That's that's important. Um, <laughs> and connects to the, the wider Star Wars thing. Maybe you tell... Maybe you could be inventive and just, hey, you know, you got 5,000 years. Let's... What's like 10 years? Make up, a, make up an era. Make up a story. Go full free where it's like you don't have to worry about... Yeah connecting to a certain point of history just like hey here's like a saga in itself um but it lasted 10 years um 
And, you know, maybe maybe you tell that first Jedi versus this schism split. Because that's in <laughs> some form or another. Um, but that's how I would do it. I would kind of like, okay, I got 5,000 years to work with. Don't get too worked up on, like, needing to connect too much. Because it's like, especially sure. if you're going to go something far back. Cause, it's like, way too far. <laughs> yeah, it's way too far. Like, you know, I talk about, you know, I, I have my qualms like, well, probably got 300 years to go. We got, like, 5,000 years to go. Yeah. But... So I'd say, okay, pick these po- important epochs. Why are they important? How are they going? Why are the repercussions going to be felt all the way to you know Phantom Menace, yeah. Renaissance, or Rise of Skywalker, what have you? And you know, then of course do the, the important things of characters, uh, characters, story, themes, etc., etc. So yeah, yeah that's that's how I would do it. But Matthew, you're just kind of thoughts. So I'll let you talk. Well, yeah, it's it's because what's bringing up is that question that I raised last week. And especially concerning uh, you know, chatting with Charles Soule about Undiscovered Country, uh, that whole writing in other people's galaxies or whatever panel, whatever it's mm-hmm. called. How do you do lore? How do you do world building in Star Wars when it isn't really world building? The, the world is kind of built. It's mm-hmm. it's lore. It's history, if you will. <laughs> and I think what you know, what High Republic has shown. What I mean, what all of Star Wars has shown is. It's a really the really interesting question. That's the thing about world building is what. Well, the, again, the I think the primary thing with world building is what sort of character questions come out of this circumstance that you create with your own imagination. And so, with with you know with your own universe, you can say, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an, a good example of. I, I guess probably Tolkien's the best example. You know what kind of character uh or, or just the one that comes to mind what kind of character story can you do when you have this evil ring that you have to go to this volcano to go chuck into the volcano <laughs> and save the, and save the world and that's actually how you save the world and you're two feet tall in a world of people who are whatever you know six five six feet tall um what does that do what kind of story what kind of character what kind of lessons for our world does that bring about through these characters mm-hmm. what's interesting then is to say you know even you know that this is from from day one you know luke is this farm boy who uh, is off in the corner of a galaxy and he's the one who's meant to go and finds himself in the middle of this epic galactic civil war what does that do what does that do to his character what kind of heroism might that bring out Similarly, you know, I, you know, again, I think talking about, I get, we keep, I keep bringing this up, but you know, Bell and Keeve and Vern and Wreath and all these characters, you know, are, are caught in this, you know, these younger characters who step out and their masters push them out and say, you go help figure this thing out, this, this Nile thread out, um, this battle for the soul of what it means to be a Jedi. And that's the thing is that Nile do challenge with the level and the nameless and their political threat, their military threat, challenge what it means to be a Jedi and challenge the, the Jedi connection to the force in ways that they hadn't experienced before challenge the, you know, the Jedi ability to be guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy in ways they hadn't experienced for 800 years is, is the key. And so to say, okay, what sort of character questions does that bring out? What sort of heroism how does that lead the Jedi to rely on non-Jedi 
and, and connect with them. Um, Bell's story in, in the in Tales of Light and Life is a beautiful example of him taking lessons from Loden, taking lessons from the the the, the Starlight Beacon disaster, and saying, "Okay, I'm, this is how I go forward and actually follow my own path." This is the Charles Soul story. This is the Bell story, uh, by the way. Similarly, yeah, this is how you do world building, how world building serves characters. You pick, yeah, like you're saying, that's it. You pick a historical moment. You say, what's going to, I'm just, I'm just kind of re- reiterating what you're saying, but it, it answers right. the question of, you, I, know, I would, you know, look where, you, where it lends up, where it needs to end up historically, but who is the interesting character in that moment? Right. And, and who is the interesting, what's so interesting about a character that can be a catalyst for that change. I mean, that's why, that's why this guy's so interesting. What's so interesting about this, this villain that makes him different than Palpatine, right? Is, you know, it, what about him? What about his, his grandma? <laughs> it's so interesting, you know? So again, it, it, it's, that's going to be the question and it's going to be what's different again. What's different from Palpatine? What's, what makes Bane different from Palpatine? What makes whoever, uh, you know, are the heroes different from Luke, different from Bell and, and Burry and them, different from Ray or, or, or Obi Wan Anakin, you know? Um, I mean, Obi Wan Anakin is a great example of, of what kind of villainy, what kind of impossibility comes out when you're faced in that situation. And so, yeah, it's it that's going to continue. It's just that a different set of circumstances brings out a different set of historical circumstances a different relationship between Jedi and Republic, a different relationship between Jedi and Sith and Republican Sith. Uh, and the Mandalorians being in the ascendancy as well. What kind of, what kind of characters create the change that needs to happen in order for. Oh, Oh, Matthew. Oh no. Is that microphone? Oh no, his microphone went down. But yeah, yeah, I, I think he could get a good point, you know. Um, or you know, as I, as I said before, make up a historical importance. Like in terms of like the actual historical moments that I feel like Story Group or the powers that be have sort of sprinkled in. We kind of have, of course, you know, the last Great Genesis War, the the, the schism. Oh, uh, you want to keep keep going? I'm saying, am I good? You're good. You're good. I can hear you. Okay, the last Great Genesis War, the schism. Um, Tar Vizsla stuff is certainly you can put in there. That'd be something to expand upon. Yeah. Um, what kind of character is Tar Vizsla? Yeah, that'd be too. I want to um, know. <laughs> I want to know too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the Jedi versus Mandalorian Wars. We'd that be interesting to see a canon version of that. But also, you know, again, make maybe make something up if they want to. Like, what if the authors like, you know what, we want a little bit more freedom than just having to recreate the stories of how the last great Jedi versus Sith War. Let's take, let's go. Two three thousand years in the past, which is kind of around the old Republic Knights of the Old Republic game time. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, okay, this is our little area. The Jedi versus Sith wars are happening. What's about let's make up some stuff. Yeah. Um that you know, that that's I mean, you know, like the High Republic at the thing wasn't really a thing because for a long time it's just okay, we have a thousand years of peace. Mm-hmm. And then they decide we're gonna make up something that happened in this a thousand years of peace yeah. before the Clone Wars. And why it's important. Um, yeah. But sorry, you, you lost your microphone. Well, no, that's okay. And just say, well, <laughs> the question is, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing about visions that I've, I'm so intrigued by. I think that some people love. Maybe this is something we'll get at next week. 
it, but the thing that, that makes me less appealing is, you know, that's, this is, this is the problem with star Wars and this is a limitation of star Wars, but it's a limitation that they have to live with because it's also one of the great strengths of it is that we have this sort of history to it. And so if they're going to pick an era, it can't just be simply so they can do what they want. And, you know, I mean, part of me hears the voice of saying, yes, be an artist, be creative, do whatever. And it doesn't have to matter for the future. But will Story Group be okay with that? Will Lucasfilm be okay with that? Will us on the Iron Cat? Well, you you will be. Will I be good with saying, here's a, here's a little story that has nothing to do with anything, uh, but it's Star Wars, so we'll tell it. Like, might as well make it Willow in Star Wars, you know. I, and that's, uh, I know, I, I, I'm here, I'm going back and forth on this. Like, I get why people really would love that, and just to say I it mean, doesn't matter. Is it good? Canon. Is it good? Did you read it? Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, you, maybe. If you don't read it, then like, how can you not say like it's not Phasma, good? like the Phasma novel? That's does that really have anything. I know, but does that really have anything to do with anything? <laughs> I mean, than, if you like Phasma and you want to kind of get into your character, I know, but it doesn't actually set up anything. Yeah, that's that's the Marvel problem. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So the the intellectual, rational side of me is saying, go for it. Doesn't matter. Tell a good story. The kind of the emotional connection for me is part of the appeal. Is I mean, what I'm getting at is it has to have some historical consequence in order for it to be worth investing the time to tell it at all. I don't know. I mean, what if yeah. George Lucas didn't go with making historical consequences? He just wanted to make a indie sure. star film about a well, himself as a space. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and That's then it exploded. It made a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm probably wrong. But <laughs> I mean, what if Kathleen Kennedy tomorrow says, yeah, all that Harry Public stuff is no longer canon. We don't count it. It's all eh, well. I mean, what I'm getting at is to say, let's like close our eyes and pick a date 3284 BBY, and it's just set on this planet. I mean, they could say that I I think okay, I'm I'm talking myself out of this, I'm talking myself into saying, let's just tell a random story. This is what visions is, right? Just these stories of people interacting with the force without any, it doesn't have anything, have to have anything to do with the, the Republic or the Jedi. Actually, there's a lot of stuff that's too much Jedi friendly enough. I think. But I'm like saying the- what 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 they might do in the future. Does, does my question is, does it have to be historically significant or not? And my answer is, it doesn't have to be, but I want it to be. <laughs> there's the answer. And I mean, I'll sit and with you that. make it up and make it historically significant. Like the High yeah. Republic didn't have to be historically significant. They just said, let's set it in between this a thousand year period where the Jedi were cool. Does, but but that's and then we'll they decide. I mean, that's what they did. They made it up. It's that's what you yeah. gotta do. You just gotta make it up. There is like no... make up how it's historically significant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, you know, but I guess that I mean that's the thing about it being the end game of it giving the Jedi a bloody nose that then thing I keep talking about, how giving the Jedi a bloody nose that gets them to bunker down a little more or the habit or the possibility of them hunkering down more that leads to Clone Wars. Well, yeah. And that they, they have to make up that part. True. Yeah. They, they, they don't have to, but they are, they're going to, that's, yeah. that's how, I don't know. We have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, that, that was my point. It's like, okay, well, we know there are like defined historical significant moments because they set those up, mm-hmm. but they can make up more stuff because that's fiction. Yeah. You know, uh, you know that that is that is the fiction. Like I'm sure Wait, story group- Are we talking about a fictional universe here? Is that what we're oh. talking about? What I thought I thought Star Wars was real, and that <laughs> we're just looking at it through the, the parental mirror of through the wills, dimension. through the wills. I See, know. I just talked myself out of what I was just saying. Before. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll sit with it. I'll sit with it. I'll say it doesn't have to be, but I, I like it when it is. <laughs> the thing about visions, though, which yeah. I actually think is sort of more interesting, especially in those those stories where like Jai and Sith are in the the story itself. Mm-hmm. You know, that is sort of the thing of like. What really is preventing this from being "quote unquote" canon? Really, yeah. like there's okay, there's a story. Visions like Jedi and the Sith are fighting. There's a Sith war. I mean, Wikipedia like, tries to make it into it, right? I, they try to find it. They, you know. But in some ways, also, that is sort of the idea of like, well, that's probably the story Luke is telling himself of like when he's reading, or either when he's like yeah. hearing stories about, you know, oh, I heard, you know, there was once when a Jedi. And it's just fought on top of a mountain, you know, they're like because there's thousands of years yeah. of of stories. Um, I'm actually gonna use Tolkien as kind of an example, kind of like a counter to kind of, not a counter, but it's kind of yeah. of an interesting kind of example here. Cause you've have you read the Silmarillion? No, but I know what it is. So the Silmarillion is like the the creation of the world to the end of the first age. It's like, there old It's Republic. an anthology almost, right? Yeah, and you yeah. know, it is Hundreds of thousands of years in terms of a timeline. Right. I don't know if it's hundreds of thousands, but you get the point. It's a yeah. very, very, very long time. You know, hundreds of thousands of years, that could tell hundreds of thousands of stories, big, small. But still, really, only decides to cover the big stuff, the big yeah. battles, the important moments, the last war against Morgoth. Um. Mm-hmm. Not really character driven because Tolkien kind of writes in a very textbooky kind of style, but yeah. you know you get the point. Um, but I guess I guess my point is, I guess maybe for canon that is sort mm-hmm. of what they could do. It's like okay, we're going to pick the historically significant stuff because we yeah. know we also want to connect to our movie franchise, and then visions can kind of be the you're like the legendary story that kind of all happened somewhere in between the big actually we have records. We actually yeah. have actual records of the stuff going on and why mm-hmm. in their in our school textbooks this is important. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, you know, the old lady from this planet heard the story of Sis and the Jedi finally got a mountain. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing I want to move into just quickly, you know, oh, yeah. the thing about it, my theory, you know, what do these references tell us about what they might do? And and you have a take on this, so I'll let you go go into that first, and then I'll I'll respond. Oh yeah. So my take is kind of a mix of like all the morsels and and, and all the stuff we know in canon so far. Kind of yeah. probably not as much as I think we like to deep dive ourselves into, no. like Revan being chanted by the cis exegol folks. That's just probably a funny story again. Christopher got to sneak in because he's a Revan fan. Um, and then other things like the Chiss being part of the Sith Empire, that's kind of more like, ah, Tim's on, just wants to keep the stuff from legends that, if you ain't broke, don't fix it, kind of yeah. mentality. Um, I will say stuff like Darth Kaldoth, Kaldoth? Yeah. Crawl and maybe Bowman yeah. have better chances of being in these things if the we, if they give the authors the, the go-ahead, the green light to, yeah, you get to work now in this yeah. era. I could totally see Charles Soule and those cats did do like, something. Uh, Kaldoth, I think, is, is no, Kaldoth, Crawl is, is a Kevin Scott. 
Okay, so Kevin's moment because even in like the Wikipedia article, uh, <laughs> seeded into Jedi Lost. Mm. Uh, you know, of course, about the, the Lost Twentieth, where Keith Trennis is seeded into, and then of course the Vision in the Kevin Scott comic. So, yeah, and then right. I mean, Kaldoth. Where does Kaldoth? Moment is definitely, of course, Charles. Right? Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah, sorry, keep going. But in terms of like, there's a grand plan and story groups got it all figured out. I don't think that at all. And I think mm. by the time we get to the old Republic era, is allowed to actually be touched in something, be it wherever it starts. I have no idea. Maybe they'll, they'll go High Republic and they'll do the High Republic thing again, or maybe they'll want us to do it with a movie, or maybe they did want to do it with a video game and make that Knights of the Old Republic remake more canonized. I don't know, but. Unless they do the Knights of the Old Republic, but more canonized version, I still think they'll probably go for something very original and very kind of mm. do their own thing, um, depending on when they yeah. want to, when when what what they allow the authors to touch. For one thing, you know, will they give the authors the the historically significant final Jedi versus Sith war, or are they like? Hey, make up something historically significant, but like set it three thousand years in the past or two thousand years in the past. Mm -hmm. for us. Well, yeah, um, do that for us. We don't want it. We want to save this for the movie or something like that. I don't know, but you know, outside of like author-specific things, new mm -hmm. things like crawl and call us and moment, I think some of this is like you know, I don't expect them to do the new version of Metrosiric or Revan anytime soon. Maybe Filoni would if he was give it that time period but outside of that i kind of don't think i think it will be more new than mm. it will be just let's just redo the legend stuff again yeah i mean i'll say this is you know this is just me me speculating me kind of fan casting here a little bit about the you know the next publishing initiative mm -hmm. we know again I, i've said this multiple in different places we're they're going to do something like like high republic again I hope so. Um, there, it is going to likely be set earlier. I mean, they, well, they definitely will. I mean, it's so popular and so well done, uh, and so popular. <laughs> you know, it's got a each High Republic novel has got to be making and selling more copies than any other Star Wars novel. Um, you know, it, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, you know, it, it's just it's the way you know, for somewhere why a Star Wars novel sells way more than uh, another independent novel of the same author, right? It's just the name Star Wars and being Star Wars has that massive oomph to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So on a similar note, I mean, it being High Republic has a massive oomph to it that, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Rise of the Red Blade is great. I'm sure I haven't read it yet, but whatever I heard, you know, Shadow of the Sith is great, um, but it's a High Republic, so it's, you know, so they're going to do that again. I don't, you know, I don't know if they're con concretely planning anything. Again, this is me speculating. There's got to, it's got to be more than nothing. Um, you sure. know, it's, it does get at, you know, the, it, but well, I guess what I'm saying, you got to, there's got to be some things I think they're, they're seeding in, uh, or at least saying at the very least saying, you know, what, you know, what Kevin Scott did with, um, you know, with, with uh, ugh. I think my brain is no in Dooku Jedi Lost with Keeve with Crawl with the phrase how well that by that point the phrase Harrow Book the luminous thing had been developed. Um, almost the thing with the Barash Vow kind of by accident, and then Charles is able to pick that up later. I, you know, I think with with, with Kaldoth and with Crawl and with 
these references to comparing to the Stormwall, especially now, you know, when, <laughs> you know, Tales of Light and Life, it, it, it is later. There are these two references in, in that book that relatively close to each other. Um, I forget what the other one is. Oh, yeah, there's a, there's a Darth, Cal- Darth Kaldoth and then also the Stormwall reference. They're, they're not, they're in different stories. Yeah, I think they're, they're just saying, so either they're seeding or, you know, they're saying, yeah, well, what the first thing they're saying, of course, is here is backstory that helps the story at hand. Obviously, that's the first thing they're saying. But they're at the very least saying, hey, here's an idea. Why not? Here's an idea, Square Group. Here's an idea, some other author out there who thinks that's a cool idea. Why don't you spin it out? See what you think. Uh, things like that. Or they're getting together and they're starting to talk about this. And the there's there's a few things that kind of go back and forth with me is, um, yeah, they get, they're coming together and starting to talk. Uh, you know, High Republic was, you know, Project Luminous was was announced earlier. Like, you know, they it was in development for a few years and then it really kicked off. Uh, you know, there, there's a celebration coming up in, in mm-hmm. two years. You know, High Republic will be done. We'll want to know what the next thing is. Why, you know, what if, what's what if in Tokyo or, or just outside Tokyo, there's a thing, there's a panel, the next big thing. I mean, there's probably going to be a panel. It's called the next big thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it's going to be called. What if, what if that's it? What if it is set just before the thousand years? Now, to take to your point, however, two things I will say is the historical precedent, High Republic, it was this new thing. It was this thing that we didn't think we couldn't see coming. We did not expect. Nobody saw it coming. That's part of the brilliance of it. Nobody knew they'd mm-hmm. tell a story because Legends hadn't even told a story yeah. in this era. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of to your point of it being this wonderfully new creative thing um, that they were free to do what they wanted to do with is that, um, yeah, but also, you know, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, the, the the building into it. I do have this bridge back theory, and this is kind of my thing. Well, so the second thing I was going to say, that's what I was going to say, is what you were saying about paper and screen and how, yes, screen always leads. Screen is always, here's the major, major, major thing. You can tell... In a standalone novel, you can fill in some details and say, okay, how, how does this character go from point A point A to point C by telling us point B? You can do that. Or point A to point B, tell us point A to, or whatever, you know. Uh, right. That in a publishing initiative, you can do more. And that's the precedent they set is to say this, you know, these this whole collection of what, 50-something books or whatever, 30, I don't know how many there are, 30 or something books, can actually be, how do we get from this to this film or this TV show or whatever? Mm-hmm. I think more film, and, and that's a whole conversation we can get into hopefully next week. Um, I think films are going to be, are more, I mean, films are more significant than the streaming series. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, and I, here's the, I think High Republic could be on par with this is what maybe what i'm thinking is high republic could be on par with the importance of streaming series um, oh i mean i i already interrupted for a second but i'll, yeah. I'll just say yeah i 100 percent was no 
but no, there's no hesitancy in my voice and my body. Believe that if Acolyte is successful, yeah, High Republic movie guaranteed. Maybe, yeah. I mean, we well that I have no idea, but to say in terms of just a publishing initiative is that, yeah. Uh, and so to give them something. My bridge back theory. Here's my bridge back theory: is if you know the re one of the reasons they only said two hundred years. As opposed to a thousand years, as opposed to then, right then and there, mm -hmm. is maybe we wouldn't have the sense of it being historically connected yet. Uh, you know, we would have said, "Is is this? How does this fit?" Like the sense I have with visions. You know, we want to know how it fits, and that's the kind of thing. The unease, you know, in legends, that's what they sort of maybe they didn't so much. They already jumped with uh, tales of the Jedi, but you know, they had these things sort of in between. And and that was already probably felt like a bit of a whiplash, a bit of a leap. Also, they didn't backdate the technology enough. In in tells, I mean, that's the that's the usual criticism is why why do these Republic troopers look like clone troopers, and why is hyperspace just as just as fine now as it was then, and whatever. With High Republic, they've built this bridge back into the old Republic, and what I mean there is, yeah, they're. They've looked back and said, "Okay, here is the, here's how the Republic is now in terms in, in in the High Republic era. You know, when the Jedi are in cahoots with the Republic really well, there is a threat. This is Phase One and Two. There's this threat, but you know, Lena So is really expanding outward and saying, yeah, we are all the Republic.' And it, being this Golden Age." And then going back a little further, 150 years further, and saying, okay, this is, it was a little rougher. The communications were a little tough. You know, Chancellor Molo has to fix, go out and fix the, kick a screwdriver and fix this, this, uh, comms beacon because Iron Man Aaron won't do it for him, <laughs> you know. Um, but in the, the Pathfinder teams that have to go out and explore, you know, and I do think I do wonder about your theory again. If there was this great collapse, and this is still the build back, but maybe that's the thing is it'll feel a little more connected. We have, you know, if we have a Darth Crawl story, or sorry, with Darth Crawl as the big villain, that won't be out of nowhere all of a sudden anymore. That will be like we'll have a sense of where this is from, how it relates. And so we'll won't worry about all that. We'll just enjoy the story as is. Maybe that's the thing. It'll appeal to the thing I want, even if it's not what we need necessarily. But that's kind of my bridge back theory. And then, you know, to go 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 years, that would still be too far. You know, again, with Legends, I guess it was okay. But with Canon, maybe they're, they're being a lot more cautious and saying, okay, let's make the next publishing initiative just 800 years before phase one. It's, it's what, 600 and... 50 years before I can do math uh, before phase two uh, or whatever, you know, that still feels connected in uh, its own way, even while also being giving yourself freedom to do their own thing. So that's, that's my case for high Republic or old Republic, maybe being like the end of the old Republic. Obviously no, I don't think they'll get the Bane story uh, even if they did in legends. <laughs> Uh, the books will get the main story, but you know, the big cataclysmic battle and Malachor and everything Filoni has planned up for that, that we know he does, but uh, something in and around that or before that 
you know, again, that, that raises the question of when we'll actually get it. But will will they announce it at, at Celebration Japan? I don't know. I mean, that that's just my thought. And again, they're they're gathering together, they're chatting. The luminous authors are are, you know, they're saying high republic shenanigans. Could it be old republic shenanigans? This is entirely me speculating, me just saying, oh, this this might be an interesting theory. Yeah. Doing this fan theory thing. I could be right, could be wrong. I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, in terms of connections, in a weird way, and I, I again, sorry, I'm doing this, but I have to because I think it's it's yes. the it's the only evidence we have. Sure. Dawn of the Jedi is going to take place twenty five thousand years before yeah. New Hope. The biblical epic, you know, it's not connected to anything. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is. It is connected. Yeah, it is connected because yeah, I know where you're going it's about this. the Keep Jedi. Going. It's yeah. about. This is like the history. I mean, in some ways, this is the mystical start of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. There's the connection. There is the the through lines to where Which it all you starts. Said is is Ray the Ray film is about discovering that. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's about that. discovering that, but We're rediscovering some identity for the Jedi. I would hope so, but yeah, yeah. but you know, but yeah, but then then the Dawn of the Jedi is the founding of the Jedi. This is mm -hmm. the the start of Star Wars in a lot of yeah. ways. The the origin of the the, the mystical galaxy we know of. Yeah. So yeah, um, so and there, the, the Jedi. So I just want to clarify: it'll be the origin of the galaxy and the Force, and then the Jedi will be hopefully positioned as like a faithful uh, defender, defenders, re re receivers of that. The similar thing with with Genesis, the book of Genesis, is about um, the you know Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the, their descendants are the ones who are positioned as the faithful receivers of what the world is supposed to be. Hopefully, if the Jedi are considered the heroes of this, but you know, I'm sure they will be. Yeah. Um, so. uh, but yeah, you know, this is the origin of the Jedi. Essentially, it's what I call Dawn of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, to be fair, we don't know what Star Wars will look like when that movie ever comes out, if it ever comes out. But sure. you know, that is that is sort of the the little hint of okay, well, they do want to do a ancient past story, yeah. and that's how they make it. So it's not like we're just doing an ancient past story. It's no like this is the historical significance. This is. That way it connects to the canon because this is yeah. the origin of the Jedi and everything we love about the Jedi. So I guess there's, there's different ways of making it connect than simply doing a bridge. Oh yeah. Just over, um, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they're, they're going. They're going. They're... I mean, Tales of the Jedi. What I read, I read the first half of Tales of the Jedi. It feels connected. It does. Well, that's good. Also, because it's big historical moments too. Yeah. Um. But 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 to, but to, to your bridge thing, yeah. I, I mean, I I've always somewhat agree with that myself. Yeah. Some of that some of that is just because of the context of how Star Wars books were, where it's like George was like, okay, you can do post Endor stuff. I'm not doing that. But prequel era, this prequel thing, you ain't touching it. Do not touch. This is mine. Yeah. So that everyone's like, well, can we go further back? And they're like, okay, sure, you can do that. Um, yeah. and then it's kind of going forward and trying to make it more connect with the prequels eventually. Um, and that's where you eventually get weird clone armor in the past, but that's yeah. a whole discussion. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, 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 again, like I'm looking at it and I'm like, I, I mean, I always hate saying this. And I know we kind of have to be careful, but yeah. it really kind of depends on also what the powers that be sure. want the films to touch, what they'll allow, you know, it's like, you know, they allowed High Republic to come. Although I've actually heard interesting that maybe the original proto High Republic before we got the luminous thing 
actually may have been filmed that they wanted to spin off. And I remember like that was what Benioff and Weiss were going to do, but then that fell through. So they decided we're going to do more. We're thought with books and then we'll get to TV shows with backlight. And we hope that becomes a big thing. Um, so kind of almost like, okay, we'll go reverse then. Um, so the bottom up, we'll go bottom up instead of top down like usual. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, a lot of it kind of also depends on like what do the powers that be want to have film touch or focus on? And then what will they allow, you know, the novels to do? And I'm sure it's a gradual process. I'm sure it's just not like, you know, like they have like a reserve reservation, like film film book book you know i'm sure yeah. it's a gradual more complex process than that with things falling through coming to life and etc but yeah i, I it, it just it just will be interesting if the old republic does get an initiative i mean there's lots of time in that era to play with for it to not have an initiative you could do 10 years in the old republic is like a, a drop of the five freaking thousand years yeah. that the a whole era covers. Mm -hmm. Um so uh you know you know like they can and again you make up the historical significance. You decide, True. okay, why is three thousand six hundred and fifty-two to three thousand six hundred and forty-nine BBY historically <laughs> inaccurate? And then we find that out together because that's what writers do. Yeah. So yeah, I mean uh, but I also do kind of, I've always somewhat agree with your bridge theory to a certain point of like maybe more naturally building forwards and backwards mm -hmm. instead of just kind of leapfrogging all the way back and then leap in this kind of going forward, which I guess the exception of the Dawn of the Jedi movie, if that ever happens. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what makes the Acolyte so fascinating and the exception that proves the rule, but the thing that's like, yes, finally, I mean, that's what we're with the celebration panel. So excited. Again, we're still. I know, I know. Actors get a good deal for the actors. We're close, we're close. Uh, just to say, mm -hmm. that's the one precedent of paper leading screen. And Leslie Headland saying, Yeah, I'm reading all these things and I want it to connect. And we have Vernon there. And, you know, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen with this again because, uh, because of how significant, especially the Bane. Mm -hmm. Uh, the main thing is and like that big Jedi Sith war at the end of the old mm -hmm. Republic is, right. but yeah. What if it is something else? Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, cause you, you mentioned it and I, I, I'll wrap up soon. I just, I just forgot yeah. you mentioned it, but I think this is important to think about as well. And maybe why they also want to tread with caution or and not even tread with caution, just kind of think it through. Mm -hmm. The old Republic has connotations, at least in the fandom sense of, Star Wars in a way the High Republic never will. Uh, not, I mean, now it does because High Republic has now been is now the success. Yeah. But, but there, there is no precedent for it. So. There is there now, but there is precedent really for the Old Republic. We, you know, this thumbnail we have in our video saw from the MMO game. That's so the Old Republic conjures ideas, images, and I wonder if the powers that be and the creative that be are trying to find a way to. Tread with caution. I mean, my my advice would be, forget what the online haters are going to say. Just go for it and, you know, take the plunge and yeah. deal with the aftermath later. But I do wonder if there is sort of a, the old public has connotations. We've had, we have, we have a version of this. And it's not like the post-Endor era where people mm -hmm. at least sort of expected there had to be a change because there was going to be no way. 
but with the old republic there was sort of like well you're even gently putting in characters like revan so you said they existed yeah at least from a book perspective i mean i know when the films come i don't think any of that if there were ever any old republic movies i don't think it would matter that much but you know paper stuff uh, and whatnot i don't think well, well, maybe to do revan revan. Is so, that's the thing is revan is so beloved he's as beloved as thrawn well i think revan's gonna matter in, on screen I oh, you know? here, my cat's stuck. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh -oh. Come on, girl. Yeah, I, so I I mean, I, if Revan... I mean, it depends on when they set those films, right? Well, uh, yeah. You know, if but if Revan... Well, that's a great point, is how to navigate it. I mean, well, again, here's that's the precedent with Thrawn, is, you know, to say, what about Thrawn is in the books? What about Thrawn do... Uh, do the you know, the original legends fans love uh, you fans love about this character let's bring that forward let's not bring that in and say okay uh, you know especially with rebels welcome back <laughs> we've all had issues today i've been listening in yeah worry. you know um with rebels especially it is probably more consistent with revan you know hopefully they they're able to say okay let's you know what is it about this character that people loved? If we have to write it, we have to tell a new story with him. But let's tell this new story in line with the character itself. You know when we had, you know, and, and so, but that's the thing is, uh, you know, because they got to bring in if they're bringing that character in, it has to have the connotations, the vibe, the feel. Maybe bring Drew Carpation in, probably not. I don't know, but uh, you know. It, yeah, tell a new story in that sense. Be like George, don't be like George. Be like George, say whatever it is you thought the, the prequel era was going to be. This is the story I'm telling right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, be like George in that way. Um, sorry, uh, yeah, I'll just comment on the Revens thing. I'm actually not that, unless Dave Filoni ever gets one of these stories, I'm actually not that calm. I hope so. Come on. Come on, maybe well, he'll, I mean, get, he'll get the Tarvisla. I hope so. I mean, I'm sure he'll. I hope he makes more than one movie. Yeah. Um, but unless Dave Filoni gets it, I'm actually not that confident Revan will actually be a major significant character. I actually think we kind of lucked out in Thrawn being significant right. in canon, to be quite honest, because I think just Dave was just like the character enough, and I think he had his pull. Where, mm. and this is something I always kind of have to remind people. Thrawn being beloved in fandom, mm -hmm. at least from a film perspective, like if this were books and maybe this is a different situation, but Thrawn being beloved in fandom doesn't make for a general audience billion dollar movie that everyone wants to see. You're not going to yeah. sell a movie on Thrawn. It's like, I'll even go as far as to say this. And when everyone always says Old Republic's going to make big money. You make an Old Republic movie, big money, big money. Armac winner. People don't know. Yeah. Most people don't know what the old Republic is. If you put it on a bus, the average Joe Schmo doesn't like what, what. What the heck is that? He probably yeah. knows what Luke Skywalker is. He probably at least kind of heard of like, oh yeah, Luke. which is all the point. Then tell whatever story you want. Exactly. Like, that's. I mean, that's, that 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 does lead <laughs> to my point. It's like, like yeah. I haven't read much of this myself, right? This legend stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't. It's not precious to me in that way either. The folks that it is precious to. Yeah, I mean, re read those books. That's what we keep saying about legends. Read those books. Enjoy them. They're there <laughs> for you to read. Um, there, you're you're not the majority anymore. I know that's that's a harsh. We've thing never to say. been the majority. Never been the majority, but say there, there's 
a whole whack load of fans and hardcore Star Wars fans who will go with whatever story they tell. You know, uh, I mean, that's be- the thing that there's, I mean, how popular is the sequel trilogy? You know, how popular right. are is the new canon, the new paper canon? It's so popular. They're not worried about what the stories, they, maybe some of them enjoy it, right? I mean, the best one, the best example is someone like Catherine, who, or, or, you know, the folks who, you know, Legends Consortium, celebrate those stories and enjoy the new ones too at the same time and be along the ride for what they're doing. Both and people, both and it's fine. It'll be okay. <laughs> there, are, there are worse things happening in the world right now than that. To be fair, when I said we're never the majority, I also include just people who read Star Wars books in general. True. So we that have to be true. careful here. <laughs> we're going to blow ourselves yeah. up in the face for later. But yeah. um, but I mean, I'm talking about like even just as a publishing initiative and and having novels set there. Right, right. You know, you know and that's they'll, why. They'll sell. Oh, I mean, they'll sell because Star Wars is Star Wars for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, like for a big movie, it's like you got to market it in a way. Like you can't just market on over public yeah. revenue. True billion dollars i'm a genius you know like no you're good you know you gotta you gotta you actually gotta give from the like if you want to make a billion dollar movie you gotta get the average joe schmo who only goes to the movie once a year to go see this thing and why do i want to see this thing i don't know i'm not going because cool trailer cool trailer and you know but you know like what the cool trailer selling me on it's like revin like i don't know what that means i also wonder and i wonder if this is true with thrawn with Mm -hmm. thrawn novels the canon novels is if there is many people who were, oh, these legends novels are precious to me. Oh, I'm interested to see what different thing they do in canon. I wonder if as many folks who would be up in arms about it, about having a new Revan story or a new whatever story, uh, the uh, many people up in arms are who who love it. Are are there'll be people who are oh yeah, this is fascinating. Let's let's try this again. Let's do this again. I love those things. Let's go for it. Yeah. It would be interesting because Thrawn is the well. There was a couple of things with the Clone Wars, but I'm going to use Thrawn. Thrawn, 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 Thrawn yeah. is the only Legends character whose story we are retelling. Yeah, we have we're not doing that with anybody else. Like no, we're not doing. We, we didn't bring in Marge. We haven't brought in. Well, we almost brought in Revan with that Clone Wars thing, but that is so vague. It's like historic. Yeah, the Obi Wan Anakin thing. Yeah, and but with Mortis, it was Mortis thing. Um, oh, we're yeah. going to be in the Mortis arc and Bane. Bane, Bane again is what a saying where it's like mm-hmm. his story more or less matches with Legends, and we haven't really retold it, so mm-hmm. that that doesn't really count. Thrawn's the only one where it's like, yeah, we have the Legend story, we, yeah. but now we got this Ahsoka story when like you didn't, you know. Well, we, I mean, I'm talking about the 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 Zon novels, the canon novels. Well, that's the thing that. Thawne writes his novels be very legends friendly. So yeah, that's true. That is he, true. He's not really retelling it. I mean, to your point, you know, it, there's the only been one. I do think Revan could be the next one. That's another thing we're speculating here. Like, what if? What if the next publishing initiative or whatever is a Revan thing? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he's too big for paper now. <laughs> I, I think they would want to keep him to video games before they would. Maybe. Yeah, or screen before they. They yeah. put him in books. To be quite honest, yeah, that's possible too. I wouldn't want it either because I would rather. Have I mean, it's I'd a rather... similar thing, though, right? It, it's to say they're retelling, giving us a canon version, and I mean, I can still consider video games sort of paper canon anyway. So, well, you know, but obviously, many more people have played those video games. I that's true. Too. That's I true. guarantee you that. Right. Um, 
for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm sure there might be references. Like, for me, like, I'm okay with where Revan is now, where it's like if they do a new story in the Old Republic, mm -hmm. or like, remember a thousand years ago when the Dark Lord Revan was our biggest enemy, and now we got to deal with this, this Lord guy? Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's what I would rather want. Cause I, that's I agree with you. the bridge back. There's the bridge back, right? Is yeah. to say, give us a Darth Crawl story. Mm -hmm. That's referring. I mean, that's what they did in legend, right? I mean, Bane, I, this was a wild thing. I remember reading about this. I mean, it's not, it was a different, it's an indifferent order, but you know, just say you're reading the Darth Bane story first and then you're reading Revan. Like I haven't read, I've read. Darth Bane, a bit of Darth Bane. I haven't read Revan. Isn't there's the one point where where Revan had hid this holocron in a Sith temple and Bane finds it? Yeah, I mean that's Bane almost a reference that's got, that could be a bridge back to some people. I know mean, yeah. that's not how it was intended, but also <laughs> oh, yeah. the same author, Drew Capetian. So Edmonton, Alberta's by the way, Drew Capetian. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you're not you're not wrong, but yeah, you know that's that's. But no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm all for you. Where it's like, yeah, tell your own story, guys. Yeah. You know, don't don't get worried about the video game people. Tell your own story. And like that's yeah. that's what I expect when we actually do a the last Justice War thing. It's like we'll just tell our own story. Um, I don't even think we're gonna worry that much about Darth Bane. I think we'll just tell our own story. Like, yeah, sure. deal with that. Um, the haters gonna hate. hate yeah, him. haters gonna hate. That, that's gonna do um you know you know what we have a dawn of the jedi story in legend there is a i think it's a comic in a, or it's a, a book. yeah it's a it's a comic book that i, yeah. I have that one that, that i have read and it's and, brilliant because tython and ashla and boga and all that stuff and unless yeah. unless james mangle is a big fan of those things and secretly been a big fan of those things all the time i don't think he's gonna go with that i think he's gonna do his own thing yeah um that's true. So, it's gonna be bigger because that's a bit of a smaller story too. Okay. But um let me mm -hmm. just make sure look at the notes to make sure but, but yeah. Um, oh yeah, we definitely got it. <laughs> yeah, I think we did it, everybody. And I think with that, you know, tell your own I'll just wrap up and say, you know, tell your own stories. It's gonna be very interesting to see what they bring to the table. I think some seeds are just there because they know our old republic is fun, people like it. Others like Moman and the, some of the original Sith Lords created in characters by the authors of High Republic. I'm sure they have bigger stories in their head. They'll they'll want to try to get in if they ever are allowed to play in that yeah. part of the sandbox. But yeah, be very curious to see. Um, and I'll be curious to see also, and maybe we can talk about this more next week. If how much paper cannon actually is affected by the strikes? Especially because I do think as much as we like to see the paper and screen as separate things, they are in a symbiotic relationship. What, you know, symbiotic relationship, like in Phantom Menace. Yes. The Nobby, <laughs> the Gungan. Like, you know, I do think something has to, there is an effect. It just might yeah. not be as prevalent, but I think there's something there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we will we will see. Although I do hope when we get to Celebration, something big comes next. But, yeah, that is my final, final thoughts. But uh, that's a fascinating question to leave us on. Uh, that is a great point to wrap up. Uh, again, great. go in the distance here over two hours. That's great. Uh, thanks, everyone, for sticking around, for chiming in, for watching after the fact, listening after the fact. Let us know what you thought of our <coughs> conversation tonight. Comment boxes below on all these socials, uh, Underworld and, and Iron Cannon are right there. Uh, please let us know. Give us a like and a share and subscribe to the channel. Uh, yeah, Joel, where can they find you on the internet? 
Well, you know, uh, you can find me at GID2021 on Twitter. You can also find me, of course, at the Ion Cannon Pod, although I'm not there as much. But you can always, always find me a lot on Discord with the Star Wars Underworld Discord server. Join us. We have game nights, movie nights, all sorts of fun. Um, and, you know, we have sometimes get-togethers, although maybe those get-togethers might not be happening soon if the strike ends, please, please, please. But, uh, I mean, definitely, again, the thing with the Discord, <laughs> chime in, Joel will chime in, uh, chatting away, Ben will chime in on different things. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty good down there. That Yeah, it's, that seems to be where you're mainly online nowadays, and the forums. But, yeah, you seems to be on Discord plenty, uh, which is great, and I'm, I'm happy that that keeps going keeps going strong uh you can follow me on twitter at neg45 instagram threads and mneg1138 not really on threads but whatever uh i'll mostly right now tweeting about about this person right here you know 1989 taylor's version matthew your bar taylor version i you know yes it doesn't mean she owns, owns my twitter account i'm here for it <laughs> there we go uh yeah of course at the iron cannon at iron cannon pod e-y-e-o-n C-A-N-O-N-P-O-D. Check me out there. Check me out uh, on the Tractor Beam this Thursday at 12.15 with Mr. Chris Abbott. Check out our Phase 2 recap there. New York Comic Con recaps here on Underworld, uh, Underworld YouTube channel. Of course, we're on the Underworld Facebook, Underworld YouTube, Twitch, Ion Cannon Twitch, Underworld Twitch, Underworld Twitter, Ion Cannon Twitter, wherever you want to get your Spotify, Apple Podcasts, because uh, I don't like sleep. No, I do like sleep. Uh, Apple we're everywhere. We're everywhere as best we can. Uh, yeah, check us out next week, as promised. Here's what we're actually talking about, guys. <laughs> uh, Star Wars as franchise fiction. What that means as a franchise. We're connecting to canon, but also paper screen relationship. Um, but also what kind of real world perspectives that might bring as merchandising, well. Merchandising. 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 Yeah, space balls. Where the real as, money uh, from the movie is yeah. made. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's George Lucas's dream there. A little <laughs> bit. Uh, yeah, so that, that should be, I, as we've teed up this week, great discussion next week. But until then, Joel, let's blow this thing and head home.